I'm doing the thing where I'm just saying words that you've just said so I can synchronize it myself. Okay, cool. Cool. Uh, it's also an old hazing trick from high school that I would use to just harass just, people. Just no, I never repeating after people? Repeating after people, yeah. Oh, just no. uh, following them around, staring them in the eye. What the f*** is going on down there? At this point, I've told people, like, listen, if we have unnatural pauses and I don't fix them in the edit, can you all guess what it was? It was probably a VoIP glitch where we didn't mm-hmm. hear each other. That's that's the nature of the beast. This might also be the intro to the podcast. I don't know. I might just be well, rolling with it right now. Let's, let's go, then. Let's see. I, I was going to do a whole bit where I was going to do a cold open where I'd be like, and you know, that's why you should see Shin Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you know, can't repeat the same cold open twice. Can't. No, absolutely can't. That might be... You know what, though? Welcome, everyone, to WTFTFW. It's uh, episode 581, which wow. uh, adds up to the number 12, if you uh, if you put... Not 12. What am I talking about? 14. What? It's okay. uh, an inter- It's been an interesting interesting couple weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. It's been a bit since I've recorded, because I lost track of the passage of time for the last two or three or... Uh, wait. Hang on, let me double check. Don't even, don't One, even try. Don't even try. Two, three, three weeks actually for sure. Maybe four, because technically it started for me on the thirteenth. Anyway, uh, it's an odd number episode, and god damn it, I want to do the thing I said I'd do. So I brought in uh, a local vintage. Uh, mm-hmm. This is Ryan Hoopla. You may remember Ryan Hoopla from uh, the time we talked about Popeye's chicken, and that was all we talked about I, that day. That is all Just we talked Popeyes. about that day. But we sometimes we I don't know if you've seen it. You really should see the movie Shin Godzilla. It's, it's very good. good. I'm a fan. Is all yeah. I'll say. One, one every day time I'll we say that, <laughs> every time we say that in a recorded medium, someone then goes out of their way to tell us they didn't like it. So we we're inviting it too. It's it's yes. going to happen. Let us know in the thread your opinions on Shin yeah. Godzilla. It's important to both of us. Every episode uh, of WTFW, there's a thread topic, uh, and this thread topic is Shin Godzilla. So make sure you sound off in the thread. Yeah, uh, especially on opposite day. That's mm-hmm. uh, an important piece of timing. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Transformers, uh, and also, because we haven't had you on a, on a proper numbered one, uh, Ryan Hoopla, real name, uh, is uh, is one of our local TCG scene. That is absolutely understating uh, how I know you, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan's been to a bunch of TF cons. Um, we've been local pals for for quite a while. We're turning this podcast into a Toronto podcast. It's screwed up looking at photos of Dundas Square right now during uh, our lockdown period, uh, just to date this podcast even further. But how, Ryan, how are you dealing? How are you dealing? Uh, um, the past three weeks have felt like two years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but also at the same time, they felt like two days. So mm-hmm. that's been a thing. Um, yeah. I've mostly been at my house or going for drives to pick up, like, essential groceries. So I imagine I've been doing just like how everyone else has been doing, or I hope, like, you've all been doing, because please stay indoors during this. I don't know if anyone from the beach has listened to this podcast, but for crying out loud, <laughs> can you all just listen? Please, please anyway, there's, there's the some beach. Toronto beef, if you all wanted some Toronto beef. Uh, Pusateries can go sit in a chair. Oh, there, I said mm-hmm. it. You tell them. Uh, actually, I, I've been feeling that way for years. I used to like Pusateries. My mom got me into Pusateries, like, back in 2012. 
2013, because it used to be really good. They were not bad back in 2013. Then some years passed. My mom goes there, and then she she comes back. She's visiting me, staying here. She comes back from from a walk, and she just goes like, "Pusateri sucks." Uh, and they they do. They've sucked for a couple years. They've they've gone downhill, and then you know they capped it all off by going downhill the worst way. But uh, y'all can look that up if you want to look that up. Um, I got I got some some really hot important news topics for us to talk about. Okay, I'm ready. Uh, these are these are important to the fandom. Number one, uh, pour one out. We've got some more servers getting discontinued. Uh, oh, we're no. sad to report that the online servers for Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen uh, for the PlayStation Two. And oh. Transformers: Fall of Cybertron for the PlayStation Three. Sorry, Revenge of the PlayStation I... Three as well. Okay, I was going to say PlayStation Two servers does not that does not sound correct. Yeah, I was I've very heard, confused. I misread. I, I got so here's what confused me: the two things side by side. Fall of Cybertron yeah. says PS3 on the top, as I'm used to. Oh I my forgot God, I PlayStation that. Three on the side was a thing. Oh my God! Uh, and I got really confused for a sec. I guess. Um, I, I think anyway, these box okay, arts for like five minutes. That's terrible. Yeah, uh, listen, it's it's been it's been rough news all around, and this is this is only capping it off. Uh, I forgot Revenge of the Fallen had a multiplayer mode, but then when I read this, I remembered that was my favorite part of the game. Uh, Fall Cybertron losing multiplayer is just a bummer, you know. Like, uh, oh, by the way, it, according to the news story, the the 360 version of the multiplayer servers are still up for quote some unknown reason, uh, but they probably will close <laughs> down shortly. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, let's see, uh, so the, the shutdown was specifically the PS4 and Xbox One versions, the PS3, 360, and PC multiplayer servers are still up for now, but, I mean, I expect that they're not up on purpose, I expect that's because they're on a box that's too deep in a closet right now to turn off. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't hold out for it. Between the obliteration of High Moon Studios, the de-steamification of their Transformers games, and now this, can we get good old games up on our High Moon Transformers, please? Like, or someone bootleg the servers? I don't know. I now that I've not played it for like a decade, I want to play it. Yeah. So what what I'll say is like. After the D-listings, um, I just kind of assumed Activision didn't have the Transformers license, and I'm more surprised to hear these servers were still up than hearing yeah. they were taken down, is what I will say. Especially Revenge of the Fallen. That, I, like, I, I was can't... like, oh, <laughs> that was still up, okay? Um, I can't believe Revenge of the Fallen servers were still up, and I want to know if anyone was doing... That, that multiplayer was jank as hell, but it was kind of fun. Uh... Like I just remember flying in circles as Jetfire and trying to get any shots to land, and it just not really working. But it was it was still a time. Uh, I'm gonna miss those Fall of Cybertron voice clips. I forgot about the voice clips until people on Twitter started just like yelling them at me, like they're taking point C or you know capture capture B or something like that. Uh, so you know, if you want to relive that, you know, see if the servers for your system are still up, or go watch some YouTube clips. And uh, yeah. and push for good old games to get on this. Uh, yeah, good old games is not a company. I just don't. I don't actually know how GOG works. Uh, I, I just saw they they fixed the Blade Runner game, and so I'm assuming they can fix anything. I I assume uh, they can as well. I hope that because it's still up on PC, there's a way to like kind of homebrew potentially like dedicated or private servers for it for people who are like really enthusiastic about the games. I know the Fall of Cybertron multiplayer um, was really big for some people. Um, mm. 
when it was like live and like fresh. So like I hope those people that like have still been enjoying it will have a way to keep playing it. And I'd imagine now that people have been putting some of their older consoles away, um, they're kind of migrated to PC anyway. Uh, so you know if you're still mm. out there playing those games, hopefully even if the official PC servers get taken down, um, maybe some fan dedicated ones can go up. Yeah, it's just it's it really sucks seeing the High Moon games get. To me, the equivalent of just having their uniform stripped off of them one sleeve at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's a bummer. They deserve better. Everyone who worked on those things deserves more recognition uh, for that stuff. Like the the biggest legacy of the Fall Cybertron games now, for the most part, is remember that game and a bunch of third party toys by Planet X. That it's cool, but none of that goes to anyone who worked on those games. <laughs> it's just this ongoing like bittersweet story for me. Uh, I, one day Matt Teeger will have his due. I want to know what Matt... Like, I think Matt Teeger's still with High Moon in its, like, if they still exist, their We Edit Maps form that they moved into. I think he stuck around, but I don't remember it. I lost track of all of it. I hope he's doing well. He was a nice guy. Matt Teeger, uh, unfortunately, has not tweeted since August 26th of 2014. So, oh I, I, I do not have a Matt Teeger report to give at this time, unfortunately. What? What was his last tweet as of this day? Okay, date? his last tweet was, Apologies, my account was hacked. Hopefully all is well now. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to break no. down to that, but it's kind of a bummer <laughs> last tweet. He does have a fancy oh, Grimlock well, icon, at least. That's nice. You know, let's let's bring it up. Let's, let's pick it up. Let's, let's pick up the pace. Let's pick up the mood. Because I want to swing let's from go. that into the best news of the week. Okay. Uh... Grimlockimus has been, mm-hmm. been working on this for a bit. He's teased it for a bit. He has finished his War for Cybertron Omega Supreme repaint into Omega Supreme Titan class. And oh, I want to highlight this for, for obvious reasons because Omega Supreme mm-hmm. is the best transformer. But there were also a number of great decisions made on this. Specifically, look at the road, <laughs> like the track, that black with the blue on the, the mid stripe. That is sharp. That yeah, looks really, really good. good. Uh, it, really, it does really lots cool. for the the size of the legs too. Like it just adds this little kind of tech uh, Tron ish pop of of color in a way I'm really enjoying. It adds like weird like negative space around the pink on the legs. Anyway, I I don't know if I'll own this one because I expect that wherever it ends up, if it ends up anywhere that is biddable, uh, there will be a fight. Uh, and I I don't know that I'm going to be able to hang with folks. And if it's for charity, I want it to go high. Yeah, you wanted to get the most it can possibly get. Yeah, but uh, uh, hoops. Yes, I know you're not as you're not as tied to Supreme as I am. But but are you digging this thing? Well, as a member of the Double Punch fan club, you know, uh, oh. Supreme is not the Action Master Elite I pledge my heart to. But I do have to admit, this is like a really slick custom. I think Grimlockimus does a great job of making customs that, and I say this is like the biggest compliment I can give, would still fit alongside a retail figure. Mm-hmm. Um, in like the way he paints them and like how he does like color layout, you never feel like, oh, you would put this really nice custom on a shelf next to a couple of retail figures and it would overly stand out. Uh, you can definitely tell like it's a custom, but it still kind of like fits in with whatever aesthetic of uh, the line is. And I think yeah. like he did like a really fantastic job here. Um, I've been to TF cons where his customs are being raffled off and like it does get pretty heated um, when they do because he does such a great job. So I imagine if he brings this to a convention. Uh, when conventions can happen again, um, mm-hmm. I'm imagining like yeah, that would that would go pretty high. Uh, and I think he he just did a really fantastic job. Uh, it looks really really good. Uh, been, yeah. Hey, been a good 
potentially week. I don't know when that TCG card got revealed uh, for Omega Supreme News. Yeah, uh, yeah, one of the the TCG cards, the you know another Autobot pump card because they sure could use the help. Uh, mm-hmm. Has uh, an Omega Supreme uh, groupie uh, rando bot uh, visible between someone's legs where you know groupies belong for Omega Supreme. Um, and that was that was really hype too because you know I've been pushing and it's it's another baby step closer uh, to, to having that. Pumper. Josh Dimuch has your back. Uh, I mean Dimuch. I I know Dimuch has my back. Josh Dimuch, Josh Perez, doing some good. Co- Everyone's doing such good color work on that TCG. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. I'm really happy that 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 team that seemed to kind of assemble for Siege One is still there for Wave Five. Yeah, uh, I'm hoping it kind of never leaves. Honestly, at this point. Yeah. I remember once upon a time, Wave 5 was going to be where they'd go back to recycled art, and it's just like, nope. <laughs> the one thing I'll say about this Supreme, because I know uh, Grimlock, has, he has like some, I think, very solid and clear, uh, how do you put this, kind of a, a thought process to how he does customs, which is he doesn't worry about making the paint stay on inside the joints. He accepts it's probably going to come off. Uh, he just uses a very, like the paint he uses and the way that his stuff just cures, it's very solid still, but knowing how that Omega Supreme transforms, I also got to imagine it sure was a journey, like clipping the rocket into the, into the shoulder blades and closing a bunch of painted stuff around a bunch of painted stuff. Even if you're taking it real easy, that can't have been calm, uh, to engage with, um, so if y'all have not checked that out, then please check that out. Support Grimlockimus' custom work, because it's excellent. Uh, I am extremely biased when I say that, because he has now made two Supremes. Uh, and and so, you know, I, I, I'm i easily one... You know, they say the quickest way to a Christopher Vangelis' heart is through putting Dayglow blue, pink, and cream yellow into his stomach, and that is what Grimlockimus has done. It's true. Um, I hear I hear that phrase quite often at our weekly TCG meetups. It's basically a Toronto uh, adage. Yeah, you, you know, there's T-shirts that are going to be out soon, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, support them if you want to support them. Um, that's uh, that was that was at one point the gag was going to be that that was my quote unquote what we uh, you know new pick picks uh, what we saw this week kind of thing. But I was like, no, I just want to highlight that Supreme. Um, that said, you know, before we bump along, I uh, got one more uh, obvious news item to talk about. But uh, Ryan, on your end, anything um, on like that has caught your eye in the news lately that you that's just really stuck with you as far as Transformers news? I guess I should specify. Uh, I mean, Transformers news. To be completely honest, I don't know if this is a leading question. It's mostly been TCG card reveals. Mm, um, it wasn't leading, but that, that's true. <laughs> um, because that set was going to be coming out. Um, but also Super Megatron got fully revealed? Yeah, um, I, I'll I don't say, know if you guys have already talked about that. Uh, we're, I, I say, I quote-unquote saved that one, uh, for, uh, the episode after this, but I also was gonna, if it didn't come up, I was gonna, as like a next time on, I was gonna poke you to see how you're feeling about it, but yeah, that whole reveal, along with a whole bunch of pages of comic book that had, like, Josh Perez did color work on, I think Matt Frank's name was in the credits on those as well somewhere, uh, yeah, that that yeah, whole he, thing kind of sort of surged up out of nowhere over multiple days, and it was it was kind of cool to keep track of. Yeah, I definitely think you can tell Takara Tommy's been focusing on putting the Piranicons out um, before mm-hmm. revealing some of their other select stuff, and now that that's kind of winding down, and um, 
Chronic King's almost fully assembled. They're like, okay, here is um, Super Megatron that can also be Ultra Megatron that has, like, four different faces mm-hmm. uh, and, like, barely looks like Titan's Return Galvatron anymore. The, the uh, third up face, for pre-order. The third face, I think they called Ultra Megatron Omega. Uh, when he has the uh, the alt like the the Dark Star mouthpiece that looks kind of like last night Megatron. Uh, yeah. Also, I gotta call it out. I was kind of laughing that in the comic right after they finished releasing King Poseidon, immediately yes. just have him get owned multiple times over, obliterate his brother uh, and all the pirates. Just they're they're kind of teased to have not been obliterated in the final panel. But I was sitting there going like, this is like Transformers the movie, but for for like mall exclusives well it very much feels like congrats on assembling king poseidon he's dead uh go buy megatron (laughs) well because it very much feels like the tease at the end is like okay uh the normal sea cons have been assembled buy them again as god neptune now that they've been rebuilt yeah look at skyla in the shadows there and they definitely picked the correct god neptune limb to uh tease because skyla is queen so Mm -hmm. i suspect that i don't know if we're gonna maybe get like a unite warrior style box set going on there uh for just like a full big release but i think they very much want to do uh the god neptune but yeah uh, i think super megatron turned out pretty dang well uh and hopefully there'll be a decent way for canadians to secure him since pulse is uh maybe not the easiest for us especially with our dollar crashing uh, ages three mm-hmm. and up has got pre-orders up for him at uh, 95 canadian which ain't bad all things considered um, off of 6,000 some yen. So, uh, that, that's the first Canadian price I've seen for them so far. Yeah. And their shipping's typically pretty low because yeah, they're a Canadian store. So yeah, that, that would be a decent way to get them for sure. Yeah. Uh, obviously most of our listeners still tend to be Americans. Y'all can access pulse, uh, real easily. Um, sadly we Canadians cannot, we can access it. That's the end of the sentence. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm really hoping it hasn't been a year yet, but a fan expo, it was raised with people, People, uh, top people that shipping to Canada at, at Pulse is uh, unpleasant, and uh, it was said that they're, that they're aware of it now, so hopefully, you know, someday that'll amount to something. This year, I suspect a whole lot of, like, lofty ideas maybe are not quite as important uh, mm-hmm. on, and on a lot of tables, but uh, yeah, um, I was, like likewise, the Seacons, apparently they're all out now, I just missed it all because it was all on Pulse, and I was like, I'm it's- sure EB Games will get them. oh i mean you know maybe when things open up again we're just gonna see a bunch of c-cons and ebs but um yeah it i think some of them got delayed a bit uh and then that kind of made the release like really like quick as opposed to staggered yeah Um, but i think there's like one limb left to come out or like whichever one's going to turn into like the gun i know they can all turn into guns but whichever one is like meant to be the gun oh right i trying to remember who who that was uh i always think it's not a later and then i'm not sure I know. I think Nautilator's out. I think Lobclaw, Tentacill, uh, and Turtler are all out. I know. It's. I always forget the other two. Or I guess three. It's not Nautilator. It's the, it's. It's the um. The one I'm thinking of is the shark one, but he came out because he was based off of uh, Abominus Fella. Uh, yeah, land shark walking fella. shark guy. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, I'm. This is going to turn into one of those. Uh, this happens every few years where it's revealed how much I don't remember who the sea cons are uh, when it comes to the individuals. So mm-hmm. just chalk it up to that, everybody. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that I mean the, that sea uh, con set looks excellent in all the photos I've seen. I really hope I can track it down for reasonable. But it's just been a very easy thing to not want to start pouring money into. 
uh, especially yeah. now that uh, stuff's tightening up a whole lot. Yeah, it's it definitely is not coming, like, the end of it is not coming out at the best time, uh, but I, I think they'll be around. I've seen, like, apparently Hasbro Pulse have even got, like, second shipments in of some of the limbs. Like, people have been like, oh, they're actually back up on Pulse. Yeah, uh, so yeah. So hopefully, like, a good, uh, I imagine just with the existence of Pulse, um, all of these generation selects that would have normally been Takara Tommy Mall only and had had much smaller runs are now getting much bigger runs um, and will be easier to track down, uh, like, at conventions and just later on, people, like, selling them off. Um, so, yeah, uh, things like that and Super Megatron I'm super excited to get for uh, third hand as opposed to right from Hasbro because it's real hard, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, you know, the nice thing about Canada is it seems like EB Games and Toys R Us, between those two venues, almost everything eventually shows up. Like, Red Wing showed up at Toys R Us. I didn't even notice until the last yeah. sale, and I was just flipping through what was in stock. Oh, that um, Target exclusive Red Wing? That Target exclusive Starscream <laughs> repaint showed up at Toys R Us? That was a Target exclusive? Yeah. Hopefully other Target exclusive Seeker repaints show up at Toys R Us, Chris. You know what? Um, I was thinking what? of doing something that we in the business call a segue. Oh man! Uh, in which I would pick up, I'd pick up that that thread, as we call it, that you just dropped okay. about target exclusive seekers, and tie it into a news item that is related to actual target exclusive seekers that are coming out. Oh man! Uh, so that's what we're, I didn't we're going to do that segue right now. Okay, hey, let's, speaking let's of it. target exclusive seekers, the Walgreens uh, <laughs> clones are back. I was seeing how long it could. You know, it's like uh, what do they call it? Um, dragging your nails on the chalkboard as long as possible is what I was trying to do mm-hmm. there. Uh, just making making the pain not end. Uh, we're getting some Target exclusive two packs. That's where they're coming out in America. Uh, one of the two packs. Let's just say right now, it's the cl- Decepticon clones. Yes. Uh, if you still wanted them and you didn't want the Japanese colors and you didn't want the gift set one of them came in, now finally your hour has arrived. Uh, Do you want to hear something? They. What's up? I am that person because I did not pick up the gift sets or the Japanese version. So I'm actually very excited about these. Your hour has arrived! My hour has finally arrived. <laughs> they they seem to be identical to their previous release, uh, unless I'm missing something really loud about I've heard them. people um, say they're closer to the Japanese colors than the American colors, but I did not pay close enough attention to like verify any of that. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I I'm guess also fine. True. I'm just fine with them looking like how they look. They look good. Yeah, it's it's nowhere near the weird difference between the Japanese and American Autobot clones, where the Japanese ones had like some magenta in the red, and it just really yeah. came off uh, stark. Um, they're good figures, though, and I'm, I'm hyped that you finally get to mess with them, because, yeah, it was ridiculous to get a hold of one of them. Um, yeah. And uh, the the other news, though, what you might say is the segue news, is uh, the the big question. Hey, are they going to do Thundercracker and Skywarp out of that Starscream, who turned out to be pretty I good? I doubt it. They are. Oh. They are. Listen, hear me wow. out. Not only, not only they are, not only, space, they are. They're going to do them as a two-pack, so you don't have to chase them over multiple waves and watch oh. Thundercracker warm shelves alongside... Or not Thundercracker, watch Megatron warm shelves, because he shipped with a Thundercracker everyone bought, uh, which apparently happened in Siege. I didn't even know he was the wave mate. But it's a two-pack of the two obvious repaints of a pretty darn good Voyager, and yeah. uh, I might pick it up if it's not hard to get as a Canadian. Yeah, I am a big fan of that um, Earthrise Starscream. I- I'm a fan of this... Yeah, Siege Mold as well, but I was kind of set on getting um, Red Wing and the um, Rainmakers as the Cybertronian versions, and then waiting out on uh, the main Seekers for Earth Modes, and I'm pretty happy that I did. 
Um, because like you said, Thundercracker, pretty hard to get a hold of in Siege. Same with uh, Skywarp, actually, as well. Apparently his um, weird four-pack with a bunch of little gunmans was pretty hard out. to get. So yeah, it, it sold was... out real quick. It was it was there on Amazon Canada for a decent while, and I kept talking about how I'm going to get it on sale because I think it, I, I don't care about anything it comes with, and then it sold out, and I'm like, well, I guess people like Skywarp more than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now, now I'm I'm, I'm hoping that this ends up more. And this is again a Canadian thing, um, like the Rainmakers here, where like they were very readily available at Toys R Us in store and online. Uh, yeah. Other than Red Wing, who took a while to get here and then was only here for a bit. Um, but I'm pretty confident, like, Hasbro Canada, because we first heard about these, I think, because of, like, Toys R Us Canada shelf tags that people printed off. Oh, um, yeah, that whole thing. And people just weren't sure if it was going to be clones or if it was going to be, uh, not clones, sorry, um, uh, head mans, uh, cone heads, oh, cone, cone heads. Cone, yeah, I was about to say cone men, which cone is a men. better name than cone heads, I think. It is, honestly is. But yeah, so I'm pretty confident that these should be decently easy to get. I'm pretty sure even the price on those sticker tags were just, like, Straight up, the price of two Voyagers together, no like additional five dollar exclusive fee. Um, mm. So I, I'm I'm super jazzed to get these guys. Like I will be very happy to have a collection of seekers who can pose uh, and look nice and are a good scale. I'm very very happy. Yeah, um, I was just taking a look on this listing for the target price. It's going to be sixty American for the two pack, which I think is just the cost of two Voyagers. So, uh, yes. yeah, they're not going to do any weird stuff. Um, they're probably like, they're not going to do anything crazy paint wise, but then again, that's what we re- like. That's what we're paying extra for on a lot of the current generations toys is paint. Uh, mm-hmm. it's paint and pins. That's what I know. Paint and paint pins and rivets is where a lot of the extra money seems to be going. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them too. Uh, I, I like that star scream a lot. I, I was dunking on him till the day I opened the box, and uh, I was really happy to have such a turnaround. So, uh, He's real good. Yeah, and also, inadvert- inadvertently, I'm ending up in that situation of, like, yeah, my, my Siege Voyager army builder was the, the Rainmakers. I have them and Starscream, and that's it. And now I can do, like, Earth Mode cartoon guys. I can inadvertently be a, a, a super hard G1-er um, mm-hmm. between these and, and the probably the Coneheads. Yeah, uh, um... Thundercracker is, like, my favorite Transformers character. I uh, love using him in that TCG, if uh, you people have heard of that Transformers TCG. Transformers uh, TCG? Oh, that is... I know, there's a trading card game after the Transformers. We talk about it sometime. It's quite good. Um, hmm. But I'm, I'm super happy. I'm, this is, like, the Thundercracker I've been wanting on my shelf for a bit. Uh, never super liked the classic deluxe Starscream. Like, it's okay. But I've always wanted a bigger one. And, like, it's... When I got this Starscream, the Earthrise, I was really surprised of how different it was while still ending up looking basically the same um so i'm just super happy to have a version of thundercracker that i think is like really really good that 06 seeker like i don't know if this is me like really sitting in my own vantage point i feel like the most exciting thing about it was when it existed in 2006 and it's just been a a sort of not a downhill slope from there but it's been maintaining like this precise exact level of excitement ever since of like when we see her, like oh my god, because the Robot Masters one that just came out was so bad, this is great. And then it dips down a little bit after four years when we hit the new decade, and it just sort of sits there as this like. Well, I guess that's what the Seekers are always going to be for forever since then. And yeah, yeah I, like <laughs> the the reverence around that mold is understandable, but eh. it's kind of funny that for as many Star Screams we've gotten in classics like slash generations type lines, um. 
for like since 2006, like 14 years, um, you've never really felt like, oh, this is the one that finally makes you feel like you're replacing this. You know, there's been tons of optimists where people like they like 06 Optimus is really good, but like there's been plenty of optimists where you're like, no, this one has kind of like dethroned it. Um, Megatron's as well, um, Bumblebee's as well. Uh, but Starship yeah. always just people have been like, no, but that 06 one though, it sure does look like the cartoon. But now we have one that looks like the cartoon and is really fun. So I'm, I'm, I'm quite excited. And it's so, like I said, I talked about this in our last episode with the big what we got. It's so surprisingly beefy in jet mode, almost through like, you know, again, visual tricks of like just extending a big nose cone, basically. But then you get this big sausage of airplane. You're like, holy crap, that's a handful. Mm-hmm. Very fun to swoosh around in your hand. It's, it's, it's good. It's just good. Yeah. Um... And uh, I'm I'm looking forward to now figuring out like how they're going to do coneheads. I mean, they're happening. They're on box art, and to me, that means they're happening. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be. Is it? I don't. I don't. I wouldn't know that it would be a three pack necessarily if they're going to be doing this two pack. But uh, I'm I'm sure at least one is going to. I have a feeling one is going to be in the main line, and then it'll be another two pack. But uh, you know, I I'm think not a- there's been listings for another two pack of jets or Voyagers just in general. Um, but like, again, I, I didn't super pay attention to those when they were, um, kind of leaked. So I, I imagine like we have to find out soon, like if not at SDCC, whatever replaces SDCC press events, like I imagine we're going to be seeing, um, Coneheads. I expect we're going to see some web presentations given what happened with, um, I think it was Adepticon is a big tabletop show where a bunch of companies usually show off stuff. And uh, they just arranged, like, live streams, basically. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if, if Hasbro does that for their brands uh, come the summer. Because I am I can't imagine San Diego Comic-Con happens. There's no way. Yeah. Benefits of a long time editing. <laughs> Who was right? We were. <laughs> no one gets to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they tested the waters um, with that for a state of Star Wars Black Series fan event on, like, Instagram Live, I think. Where they showed mm. off some new Mandalorian figures and some, like, carbonized stuff. Oh, yeah, uh, So yeah. I think they were kind of testing the waters. Of, I, I imagine we will see, like, a Hasbro Pulse Instagram Live Transformers Generations thing. Uh, yeah, because... Probably around July, because I also don't think San Diego Comic-Con is going to be a thing. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with whatever exclusive was supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. No, no matter what the state of the world is, SDCC specifically is such that and Fan Expo. They are both such catastrophically large events that yeah. even if things, you know, if curves flatten and everything, there's, there's no way that an event with that many people congregating in one space can f- possibly happen. There is uh, no social distancing at SDCC. It is just not feasible. No, there's there's no there's no social di- there's no physical distancing. There is barely any breathing distancing, from mm-hmm. my understanding. Um, you're just getting a lot of a lot of hot human in the air everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if they do decide to run it, I would also encourage you, dear listener, don't go if you were going to go. Yeah. It seems like a really bad idea. Uh, Stay home. But I, I, I I'm I'm really sure the folks listening to us are on the more rational end of that. <laughs> like, uh, except for that one guy listening to this. You and I both play the Transformers TCG. Big reveal about me yes. here. I play the TCG a lot. Um, I'm not saying this is WTF at TCG, but what I'm saying is, let's. I want to talk about some of these reveals in these cards because okay. they kind of pulling they up dumped, the Facebook album. They dumped out the last pile of battle cards and stratagems. Um, 
you know, in light of the launch having been pushed back a month. And I feel like some of the most exciting cards for me and for my own weird tastes were kind of all in that dump. Uh, the big one for me and for you specifically being tripwire because the frigging tailwind, uh, it's like the, uh, I don't know anymore. I, there used to be a guy called tailwind and then they, they made a card. (laughs) He fell over a wire. It murdered him. It, It just killed him on the spot. Uh, because at Tripwire is like just hey you got a little five star who's hiding because they have an ability no that's the card <laughs> also yeah. one ping damage just just to just to push your thumb on the eyeball a little bit I actually mind that when <laughs> I said that the fact that it's a tap and a one ping is so like yeah they know five wide and four wide have become like a problem no, not um, just that that tells me you know how I would get salty when Tailwind really is just having a Tailwind day. Yeah, uh, that tells me someone working on the game was getting salty about Tailwind having a real Tailwind day. <laughs> it was like, mm-hmm. I just gotta go design a card. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Hey, get rid of your stealthful untapped. Also become invalid target like whenever I want. Also take one damage. Yeah. Hello. Uh, oh, and he's a Micromaster, so that stealth doesn't work when he's tapped. Uh, he's nope. dead. <laughs> he's good. Bye, Tailwind. Um, I think, you know, as much as I enjoy playing that deck and it has like taking me to some success. Like, this is a necessary card uh, in the mm. current format. This is going to be very meta, as it were. Yeah. I, I, The only thing about it that kind of bums me out is it also, like, it doesn't just answer Tailwind. To me, it, it utterly deactivates and kind of rips his spine out to a degree. Uh, in fact, the, the Micromaster Lords basically... Like I don't, I think Tailwind was the only one who really needed the answer, and I feel like this kind of this hits all of them. Uh, granted, like two of the teams were not really seeing a ton of use for their Lord ability necessarily. Yeah, but, uh, I would like say you, if it was if, green, um, I would agree with you. The fact that like you do have to draw into it, um, and there is always a chance that you don't, or the damage has been done before you get it. Um, I, I won't say it like completely destroys it, but it is very much a, like if I can dig for this card, it is what yeah. I need. Like it's it's nice that it is a a diggable thing that I, yeah I'm I'm, re, I'm already reworking my thoughts. This is this is how I tend to talk about TCG cards. By the way, is I'll have an idea and then someone points out a simple thing like the pip layout and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah I hate it now. I don't hate it now, but <laughs> um, it's like like the only answer for Tailwind otherwise was just like dig for direct damage. Uh, and I, I like, and then it's like, okay, you hit him, you did direct damage once, he has enough HP to weather that, so I like that it's something that will open him up, I guess. Uh. Yeah. I still think it's a very good card, regardless, yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's still really solid. Like, Tripwire, personally, is, is one of the ones I'm the most excited for, specifically to deal with a scenario that, admittedly, in casuals, we were never going to deal with again unless I asked for it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or some like new random person shows up and is just like, yeah, you know, I'm the Tailwind player. Hello. They're like, oh, oh I exclusively cool. play Tailwind. You know what though? And I'd be excited because so that means bad. if that happened, that would mean that we had a new player show up, say hi. Yeah. I actually really like this game and I'm really into it. And you've never met me before, and I'm now playing here in Toronto. I'd be so hyped for that. Yes, I would. I would just let them. Play. I would just let them <laughs> play the Tailwind. I'd just like you play. You have fun with your Tailwind. Thank you. Thank yeah. you for joining us. You know what? Walk on me. It's fine. No, no. We I, anyone as long as we get someone in here, I'm happy. Go for it. Yeah. Uh, um, for me, one that I'm really, I, I'm a reason why I'm excited to pick up the Decepticon clones is because I'm really excited to play uh, Wingspan for his um, when upgrades get scrapped. Put him under him. Give him big defense. 
Mm. Because I've been playing aggro Decepticons with Tailwind, obviously we've been talking about this, but in my heart, I am a blue Decepticon player. I like mm-hmm. to turtle. And like just having cards like Industrial Grade Phase Charge, um, which is a when it's a weapon. Uh, when this upgraded character attacks, you may scrap this card. If you do, the upgraded character gets plus three. To be able to give your wingspan plus three and then put the card under him to give him the extra defense. Uh, yeah. I like stuff like that. Those are the things I like making my deck smaller. Maybe put him in with Nemesis Prime. Bring back my boy, our boy. Yeah. Um, it's a very exciting wave. Are were there any other ones that stood out to you? Uh, we're uh, in here. I gotta pull up. This is the one that you showed to me before I even saw it, and I was just staring with Spy Master's Ruse. Oh, oh the best card! The best card in the set. The yeah. best card in the set. Yeah, it's it, so it's uh, it's a black green with an it's a two black green where one of the black pips doesn't do anything in combat if it's uh, not being flipped by a specialist. But this is about secret actions. It's going to be there for a specialist. Double black green for Shockwave, the deck that loves to play secret actions. And now you got this card where it's like, hey, play a secret action. It doesn't go away till it triggers. It's nope. like, okay. <laughs> I could run three of these. The pips wouldn't be terrible. And I could just start piling up secret actions. Great. They have to be played off of um, this card. This you can't just play Bruce. a secret action while this is out. Um, so I'd assume that you'd basically put this card on top of the face down secret action. You know, like, That'd be a good slightly way to one it, side. Yeah. But still, like, if you're in a real pickle and you need to kind of just line up as much defense as you can, because you're ostensibly probably playing a somewhat defensive build with a shockwave, for instance, yeah. then it's just like, yeah, I'm just going to pile up. I'm going to stack up a bunch of these. And especially the secret actions where sometimes it's like, it's not, you have to flip this right now, but it's more of a, like, when this happens, you can flip it. And if you can remember, we've had that discussion before about like some of the ones where you're like, well, I'm not going to I'm not going to turn it over for this guy. I'm going to turn it over for the next guy who defends, for yeah. instance. Uh, now you can just choose to not turn it over till shockwave defense. I think. Yes. No, 100 um, percent to me, this card reads like you are able to use a secret action when you want, not either um, when it would activate or it getting scrapped at the end of the round. You get to really just say, OK, I'm. Putting away Spy Master's Ruse, it's getting completely scrapped, and now my secret actions that I were activating are going away for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I this is also great with Thundercracker because it's basically a way to cheat out two actions in one turn. Uh, wave one Thundercracker. Yep, fun little that's, thing there. That's your that's uh, uh, that's the Hoopler original. The, that mm-hmm. was the Toronto meta for for a hot sec. Um, but I in this thing called uh, Yu Gi Oh, a other trading card game. Oh. Um, what I've always enjoyed about it is uh, the back row um, cards that kind of stay down and they don't leave. You have your creatures up front. You have your stuff in the back. I think Yu-Gi-Oh! invented most card games, so I'm pretty sure nothing else has this. Um, and when secret actions were revealed, I was hoping they'd be a lot more like trap cards in Yu-Gi-Oh! where you can really just like set up a lot of them and decide and play mind games. Okay, do you really want to play that card? Because you know I have three things face down back here and they could do anything, but kind of just... Secret actions being played on your turn and then going away has always kind of been like, it could feel really bad if you played a Sabotage Armnance and then your opponent attacked you with someone that didn't have a weapon on. Like, that's mm. a bad feeling. So being able to, like, secure your secret action is going to go off when you want it and play those mind games with your opponent, I am so excited to get this card. It's rare, um, so... I feel like I'm going to get unlucky and, like, get one out of my box, but I'm hoping that I can get it, get at least my set of three pretty early on. This just ends up being our opportune offensive again. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 
just like knocking on Saul's door. Like, can you, do you, I know you have like 15 of them. Listen, I have 1 million copies of this strategy. I can, I can trade you <laughs> for, for some oh, spy masters ruse, please. It's weird. Half my box had offered spy masters ruse. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, but the, the last card that I kind of want to just quickly touch on, uh, triangulator upgrade mm-hmm. utility. Oh, Focus I'm one. so, so yeah. this. Green tip, yeah. focus one before flipping battle cards. When battling, look at the top card of your deck. You may scrap it. When you put this on a character, you may play another triangulator. Up to three triangulators can flit into one utility slot. Focus you can give any three. character you want focus three. Huge. Yeah, and then, and then someone on the Facebook group, when I was like flipping out about that, was like, yeah, and I go get Galaxy Prime, put three of these on him along with two acute reflexes. And I was yeah. like, focus five! <laughs> focus five on a character with... Native zero focus. There are characters that already have focus one, focus two. That's yeah, that too. You can just stack three onto them because they. That's because they they said it stacks right. Like that was a that was a discussion yeah. for a bit that I did not entirely keep track of. Um, yes, they there was a miscommunication in one of the rulings, but it now works the way you think it would, where you get to flip all yours and then decide the ones you want to get rid of, basically. Yeah. Um. So focus, focus stacking is 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 very good. Uh, even focus two is huge. I mm-hmm. feel focus three is kind of nutty because you really do get to see. Oh, am I getting a white pip here, or am I getting two white pips? Yeah, because uh, like with focus one or focus two, you see that first white pip, and you're like, oh, but like this could be my only white pip. I definitely want to keep it. And then every single time, the next card you flip is also white, and you're like, oh, would have gotten rid of it. Being able to see the first three cards is just it's so powerful. Uh, and also, this is the um, utility that you can search for and grab three of. We've had the armor with uh, extra padding. Mm-hmm. We've had the weapon with attack drone. I don't believe we've had a utility. So you are going to be able to have a character with nine upgrades on them. Yeah. If, like, you so choose. I forgot which which Megatrons care about that, but there are at least one or two Megatrons who care about that. <laughs> general. Yeah, general right, right, Megatron. Right. Um, it's a... It's a I think I like. I always feel bad speculating on like meta and stuff because like I say, oh, I think this card's be really good, and then like a bunch of people like say, actually, no, it's bad or it just doesn't turn out. But I think that's going to be one that is going to see decent play. Um, yeah, those are kind of like the ones that immediately stuck out to me. Yeah, the, the last one I want to hit up is just it's the, the stratagem I was waiting for them to reveal. No one told okay. me that they had this. I was just like, there's no way you don't have this happening. They have a stratagem for King Star Stream. Uh, yes, it is uh, for an extra star. When he has a crown on, he gets plus four health, which I believe brings him to 19, if I remember correctly. Mm. Um, I think he's 15 health. Uh, 19 health is big. And it's, yeah, that's big. And it's not it's not the biggest thing. The, the only bummer about this is it still means that his Achilles heel is literally any upgrade removal. But yeah. I, I do like how this is just leaning harder into the crowns and that it is kind of encouraging you to put a crown on him when there are, you know, some of the more ludicrous builds that are more like, no, I'm just going to stack all three crowns on top of the deck before he attacks. Uh, I don't think it fixes him, but you know, much like the other stratagems, I I think this still makes him, it's going to make him as a gimmick deck more fun to play the gimmick. Um, it's better than Windblade's blades stratagem. That's still, I think the worst of the stratagems that they revealed. Uh, it just doesn't, I think, I think what's good about it is it really is a like, yeah, are you choosing to play? I'm playing King star scream. No, I'm doing as much damage as possible. All three of those crowns need to be flipped or no, I can turtle a bit. And if I just flip one on attack, I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't mind having one attached to him because I'm already doing like, what what are you doing when you hit with crown with him? Like eight or nine. So, cause it's usually, 
Uh, is it six? So usually you flip so, two so crowns you're, you're for doing, twelve. You're doing base nine, assuming there are no weapons on him. Uh, so I, I definitely see the like, no, I want to give him plus three, plus three, plus three, or just being like, no, I'm fine with just the standard plus three. Keep the crown on him, give him the big defense, sorry, the big health, excuse me, and mm. I don't mind taking a couple extra turns because I know I'm going to survive. Uh, I, yeah. I like that it opens up different types of decks for him. Yeah, he he's still like like I guess the, the way I'll put it is it does what I like about these stratagems, uh, where it doesn't it doesn't necessarily fix him, but it now makes his gimmick have a little bit more new like not nuance I guess, but like you were saying, there's more angles. Uh, yeah. It lets you lean in harder into the gimmick, uh, and it's it still has the exact same weakness he always had, which is if you mess with the crowns in any way, he just starts crumpling, um, mm-hmm. which is very in character, you know. Uh, a very fun mid-tier kind of guy to play, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Unless I'm missing something. Like, maybe they, this actually completely blows him open. Like you, I'm I'm always, like, I'm trying to not be hesitant when I talk about card game stuff, because I'm usually speaking from a very limited perspective, and there are much smarter card gamers than me who, who see a lot more than I do. So I, I always maintain, when I'm talking about card game stuff, I'm just excited about what I'm excited about, and if there's stuff I don't see that's more exciting, then hey! And if it ends up shooting down my excitement, then that's a shame. I'm still excited. It just means that, okay, it's mid-tier excitement. It's casual excitement. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's not every card needs to be, like, meta-defining in every tournament, tournament deck. Like, it's it's just silly to think that. Yeah, like, some of the other revealed cards that I'm, I'm kind of excited about is, like, there's a couple commons, Sharpened Talons, uh, and, uh, and, yeah. and uh, there was one other common, uh, Spike Bracelet, which is just more effects we've already had, but with, with different, different pips. pips. Yeah, and Sharpened yeah. Talons, admittedly, is, like, primary laser with a green pip. Kind of literally terrible, but it's another venue for a green pip thing if there are more characters eventually that care about flipping green pips. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm down for it. It's good to flip green it. pips. It's good. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, I, regenerative I, core uh, armor I that just eats some that of card. your damage. <laughs> Such a cool card, honestly. And like, like for things like uh, plane decks or anything where you kind of want to be moving damage around as much as you can. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very interesting card, I think. Um, and being able to any any green card, I'm like kind of always look at because I'm like I like the idea of being able to collect you whenever I want. Uh, green mm. green pip is strong. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Green Pip. It's because it gives you it gives you um, decisions to make and act upon during a game. Um, oh, and and we like Wedge Formation, so we should mention it's a rare. But lose the initiative is the Wedge Formation Pip layout again. Orange, black, green. Yes. So that means that now you can run a deck with six orange, gra- black, green pips, and I think that's getting a little ridiculous. Uh, uh, yeah, they might want to back off I, on that. <laughs> I've noticed there are not a lot of orange-black cards in this set. I think that's actually... Nope, there's one extra one. Uh, so I think there's only two, which is, I think, good, because you end up putting in too many orange-black cards. People can just know exactly how much damage they're doing, and that can get bad. But I do think it's funny that the first card we talked about, Tripwire, uh, this card we're talking about, the orange-black-green, if I can just get its name one more time... Lose the Initiative. Lose the Initiative is kind of like a direct counter to that. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of funny that there is, like, yeah, here's Tripwire, but also, here, just in case you really need to counter that Tripwire, um, here's a secret action that does do that, at least, which is good. Uh, oh, no, and kind of um, captures it in a major way. 
Lucy Initiative, it counters an untap, not a tap. <gasps> oh, you're totally right. I read it as causes one of your characters to tap. I, that's a dyslexic moment for me there. Oh, no worries, no uh, worries. It's the the reason why there's like a car guy there is basically this right, is, because cars. Yeah, yeah. If someone's really getting on your nerves with their untapped cars deck, you run some of this, and you and then you run this and get like for no star cost the the wedge formation pip layout too. Like it's kind of yeah. brutal. Uh, and you get to and, potentially untap one of your characters, it looks like. Yeah, and to untap one of your characters, same star number or fewer. So yeah, you do get to potentially yeah. also gain a kind of tempo uh, regain there, which is pretty good. So this is kind of an anti-Kevin card for people who yeah, know it, are from Kevin. That's a, that's a Toronto meta uh, call right there, an anti-Kevin card. Um, it's uh, It's got value. Uh, we give Kevin a lot of flack here. The, the Pip thing, I think, is going to be... Um, it would be a thing I'd be concerned about as of wave five, like with my reaction to seeing that pip layout again. Thank goodness for, you know, I not thank goodness, but I see the value in those marked pips, like those tag marked pips. Yeah. Uh, where they, I mean, they don't make the pip go away, but its effect goes away if you're not running those tags when you flip it. And I, I, I'm thinking to that article now where they talked about how that adds, um, I guess what they what they referred to it as like a decimal point level of granularity to card balance, and mm-hmm. uh, it, it it's making me more into that idea now uh, as I'm seeing more of these. Because yeah, if they just kept putting out orange black cards occasionally, green pips, it's like uh, all of a sudden there is a new form of aggro that is just bulldozing. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter how like much what's, blue what you are, I have. What are blue pips? I'm flipping anti Pierce. <laughs> yep, I, I flipped six orange black p- uh, pipped cards. Okay. Uh, the one last thing I'll say about the set, I guess, is I'm just surprised there's no beast support, considering we now have like actually quite a few beast characters. Yeah, that that kind of made me blink. Um, I I suspect that that's a case of running into like how much can we fit into the set. Uh, it makes me excited about set six because if, if I I'm just going to assume there's beast support in set six. Yes, I. Well, I said that about set five, and then it didn't happen, but I'm also going to say that again about set six. And if I'm wrong, I'll say it about set seven, I guess. Yeah, yeah, me, no, me too. Me too. But I'll, actually, I'll say it about set eight, so when it happens in seven, I can be like, they're ahead of the curve! <laughs> uh, also, shouts out Handheld Blaster and Improvised Shield with new art. No, I'm not shouting them out. That is... They get anti-shoutouts from me. I'm getting, I'm giving them shoutouts. It's getting, I, it's getting a double pip set back into reprint. Uh, with no star, not the one everyone wants, but <laughs> no. hey man, uh, well, Energon like, Edition 2. I, I like the improvised shield artwork a lot. Uh, yeah, it's just a uh, good the piece of the car is very cool, it's very, very cool. The handheld blaster one is very funny. Nothing against handheld blaster, but handheld blaster is literally a blaster that is handheld that's mm-hmm. it's doing what it's supposed to um there's a there's a good oomph to that megatron shot of him just like <laughs> it is an improvised shield, it is a car. Yes, uh, it's, it's dope. But uh, yeah, that uh, was not WTF at TCG. Um, that oh. was just uh, an interlude between two people recording a podcast. It happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, deal with it. Um, hey, we didn't lead with it because I kind of wanted to hit the ground like running uh, with the bummer of multiplayer servers getting deactivated. But what we got this week, uh, the this yes. week part doesn't really matter on this one because A, I haven't got any new Transformers. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. And B, um, you you don't have to confine it to like just the week, but just what's a what's a transformer that's on your mind right now, like that maybe you've picked up recently, or like that you just you know it's it's sitting on your desk and getting you through some of the lockdown. Well, I did actually 
literally this week, though, get a package um, from a Twitter person that I bought some stuff off, mm-hmm. um, like, kind of a week and a half ago, so I think this works out pretty well. I got, like, most of the Studio Series Constructicons in one box. Yeah, I saw your tweet, and I got real excited, because I, uh, I have found them to be some of the most exciting toys I've messed with this year, or this past 12 uh, months, I guess I'll say. They are really dope. I've only had Hightower for a bit, because he is my raptor son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was very, like, wishy-washy on if I was going to get more. I kind of, like, had Long Haul on a sale and then actually, like, returned them in box still. Because I was like, ah, it, it's a lot to get, especially with leader prices in Canada. And just, like, Studio Series can be, like, the one line that's hard to find at retail in Canada, I find. Mm-hmm. Like, I have never seen Rampage. I've Scavenger only recently seen. Cause I guess he's only recently been out. But they... Even Scrap Metal was really hard to find, actually, the Deluxe. Um, so I was kind of like, okay, I've missed Scrap Metal, I've missed Rampage. I don't think I'm going to get these guys. But then someone on Twitter was selling them for a price I really couldn't pass up. So I ended up picking up Long Haul, Scavenger, Mixmaster, and Scrap Metal. Uh, and I can kind of briefly touch on them, sure. Yeah. Uh, I want to get I want to get the, the boring ones, well, the quote-unquote boring ones out of the way. Oh, I'll I want to the boring one out of the way right now. I want I want to save I want to save Mixmaster and Scrap Metal for the end because I think those two guys are uh, rocking a very solid shared second place. You do not need to tell me the order I was already going to do, my friend. They were a hundred percent going to be saved for the end. I'm going to start with the one who I think is the worst. Not like worst, and he's still okay. Um, and that's kind of including Hightower, who I already have. Um, mm-hmm. Long haul, like he he looks okay. Mm-hmm. Is what I'll say about him. He definitely looks like the movie model. Um, a lot more than that original Revenge of the Fallen toy did. He's, like, aesthetically, he's a cute little chunky robot. Uh, and he has, like, a fun enough transformation, but, like, he's kind of a brick, honestly. Doesn't yeah, I was, that uh, well. I was surprised by, by how, like, I, I knew he'd have interference, but, like, something about his feel, like, keeps making me think he can do more than he yep. can. <laughs> like, you can feel the, the joints are there, and you're like, why doesn't this go farther? It's the arms and the knees that, like... They technically move, but do they move in a way that gets you what you want? Not really. Um, he's not terrible by any means. He looks incredible. Um, I have, I'll say I haven't tried out any of the Devastator modes because I'm waiting to uh, get the other two at this point. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to do it all at once and be surprised by each mode. Um, so maybe he turns into a really great leg, and that's where the compromise is. But yeah, he's just not the most exciting toy. He looks cool. His head sculpt's great. But uh, posability... Uh, not the best, so that's kind of where he ranks there. Um, and then after him, um, I'd say Scavenger, the leader, who's a, quite a bit above him, because I actually really do like Scavenger, and I think like my favorite part about him... You picked up Scavenger, right? Yeah, Wheelman, uh, just for folks yeah, who are getting so, all the names mixed up. Yeah, there's there's lots of names. So, Double Wheelman, who you would think would have a really hard time supporting himself, and this is kind of why I like him a lot, doesn't have a hard time supporting himself. He doesn't have any legs. He sits on top of one wheel, and I currently have him on my desk with his hands completely off the ground, kind of like leaning to the side like he's going in a certain direction, just like mm-hmm. free freestanding. And I was and, able to kind of just plop him down there. And he's got a waist joint. Yes, and, like, and a very a cu- effective... It's a couple joints in unison, but it works like a waist it's, joint. It's the combination of the waist joint and how his head is actually really surprisingly posable. Yeah. Um, that really like sets him apart. And what I also like about him is... Um, I haven't picked up a lot of the movie leaders, the studio series, but getting Generations leaders and having them be, they're Voyager pluses for sure, like they're better Voyager toys, but they're still small, uh, Mm. because they come with extra stuff, 
getting like a leader class figure that feels big and hefty is like a treat. Um, like it's, he is like, he's big in vehicle mode. He is wide in like robot mode. He is like heavy to pick up. He's real, real fun. Uh, His transformation is really great. I'd say like the weakest part about him is that his, um, vehicle mode is kind of gappy. Um, but Mm. it's not too bad at all. Uh, and again, uh, the head sculpts on all V studio series, uh, constructicons are like, they're really next level, like with the, the paint and the sculpting, uh, they did a really fantastic job. And again, on scavenger, I'm, I'm real happy with him. And, and on all of them, I feel like you can see, you can see their eyes. You can see where yep. they're looking in the way their faces were de- delivered. And that's impressive, oh, yeah. not just on movie robots, but on those ones. It's, I never thought I would say the movie Constructicons felt uniform until getting a bunch of them like that are clearly meant to combine mm-hmm. uh, and have the individual robot modes. And you can really see it in the head sculpts. Oh, this is what ties them together. Like some of them are bipedal. Some of them are like, robots and with wheels for legs but like there is still a uniformity to them that like is actually kind of impressive um so i'm just gonna move on to the next one uh mm-hmm. and that's gonna be rampage so he's mr pogo sticks mm-hmm. um i i rank him a bit above scavengers because i really enjoy his transformation uh it's very simple uh but it accomplishes quite a bit um and i think they did like a decent job giving him the pogo mode uh, I kind of wish his whips did a bit more. Maybe they were a bit longer. Um, but he has, like, good enough joints in his arms to get into some decent poses. He includes a stand to make your life a bit easier. Um, again, really fun transformation. Really great vehicle mode. Uh, probably the best vehicle mode out of most of the Constructicons here. Mm. Um, he does a really great job. I, I'm pretty happy with Rampage. Uh, I saw they announced a yellow one, I think. Yeah. Uh, Skipjack, Skipjack is is happening. Um, I know technically that is the canon Devastator leg, but I don't mind him having a red one. I'm 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 going to be pretty satisfied with uh. The, it's actually quite funny that like back in 0708, Red Rampage the Deluxe was so like sought after and became such a like aftermarket ticket uh, high item. Mm-hmm. Uh, what feels like in this studio series line, people are like, oh no, I kind of hate that I bought Red Rampage. I would have waited for the yellow one. Uh, so it's kind of a weird inverse there. Uh, I'm, I'm quite happy with him. I think, at least for me, and I think this has happened for some people. If because I'm, I'm, I'm admittedly, I'm a bit more, I'm a bit more with the general curve in that he he ended up at the bottom of my list mostly because of the combo of the back of his pogo and his kind of chunky whip arm things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he was a mix master or a scrap metal. Um, people would be a little bit more hype about getting a second one, but he very much for me and a lot of folks feels like this is the one who, whose leg mode is one of the two main modes. Uh, and so it's hard to feel excited to get a, a second one where you can't ever use the two of them in devastator. So you're kind of like, yeah. one of them's going to live in a compromise mode. <laughs> That's fair. I, uh, I think to me, like what really like elevates him is like the amount he can do in his waist. Like he's got yeah. like, I don't know if the, Audio is picking it up like a really satisfying ratchet joint. Yeah, and like oof, got that click. I it, it like you can get him in some surprisingly expressive poses, is what I'll say. Uh, and I, I just feel like when I think of the Revenge of the Fallen Constructicons, um, like individually, it's him and Rampage are ones mm. like I remember scenes uh, from them in that movie pretty vividly, uh, like his fight with Bumblebee. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty happy to have him. Um, I, he's I like just a, a hair above Scavenger. I think that's why I wanted him to be better is because I'm like, to me, like whip, like Pogo whip man is so iconic. I was like, I wish this guy could have really just, um, 
Sean in his robot mode uh, a little bit more. Um, it, also for me though, like like immediately my list gets a little bit weird because I put I put Scavenger Wheelman like really high just because I that's a that's a figure where I was just like, what are you guys even gonna do with this guy and the way they did, they did to him. Yeah, like he's just he is to me like my top two for me are like it's actually between him and Mixmaster because <laughs> I'm just like these two shouldn't have turned out and they ended up like being right in line with what I like about Transformers right now uh, in a lot of ways. Um, admittedly, their combined form modes are a part of that because they they do stuff that should be a nightmare and they do it really cleanly. I'm I'm excited to try those out. Is what I'll say. It's Rampage and Scavenger. They are definitely, like, a they could interchange, like, very easily. Like, they're a toss-up. It's, like, very close between them. Uh, But they both, I think, accomplish things that I'm super happy about. Uh, But uh, one that really surprised me... um, Actually, I guess both of these guys really surprised me. And I'll start with Scrap Metal, who is second of the ones that I'm talking about today. Uh, Mm -hmm. So he's the Yellow Deluxe. He is the little one, as they said in the movie, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. He's just a solid Deluxe. That's, like, of all these, like wild goon looking characters that like are like horrible monster men he's just a robot man he's got two legs yeah. he's got two arms he's a yellow constructing sh- constructing robot like he's got a digger claw he just poses he is all the joints you want he just does things like a normal um transformers deluxe figure but like he pulls things off really smartly his transformation's really good um he reminds me a lot of R.I.D. Grimlock, which I know a lot of people have said from Build King. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, he definitely has that same kind of, like, tread leg aesthetic and, like, big, big waist. Um, I was just really surprised by him. Like, I've, I probably, like, in this past week I've had them, transformed him from one mode to the other more than any of the other ones just because it's such a simple process. And having him in Hightower as he's kind of, like, really stand out deluxe surprised me because the one thing i'll say about the studio series line is i typically find the voyagers stand out more than the deluxes especially when we're talking about like uh, like autobot cars the deluxes have never been yeah. that incredible um but like the voyagers have been like oh man that boy like voyager starscream voyager megatron um voyager ironhide the optimuses they're like really really strong pieces some of the deluxes have been kind of janky i don't feel that way about either of the constructicon deluxes i think they're just extremely solid that, that's also what I like about Scavenger is the the leader class has also been a very to me anyway a kind of dice roll jank fest of like stuff I okay. like but it's you never feel like I never feel confident about any of the leader toys in Studio Series I'm always excited about them because they're always going to do something kooky but then it's like so, like Darker Than Megatron it, I like him but he's janky he's he's got a whole lot of like jiggly stuff okay. going on he's he's making magic out of very little in his legs and it's it's really cool but then like jetfire uh has some panels that don't align super great in jet mode but otherwise is like this amazing tour de force out of nowhere and so scavenger being someone who i feel was in line to be janky turning out like so solid like it it's it's crazy to me how it's like him and the deluxes until Mixmaster came out, I was like, everyone but the Voyagers are the ones blowing me away in the Constructicons. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, that's but, the thing, is I feel um, Long Haul is kind of like, again, he's really close to the bottom for me. And Scavenger, mm-hmm. like, he, he impressed me, but I can definitely see why someone would be a bit more disappointed or unimpressed with him. Like, yeah, it's like, you kind of expect more Voyagers from this line. Um, so I guess you would say Scavenger's kind of more of a return to kind of like that first wave of Studio Series uh, leaders with uh, Grimlock and Blackout. 
Yeah, yeah. I always forget about Blackout and Grimlock when I'm thinking about leaders. Like they they were they were the leaders launched, for a while. It was like, oh wow, look at Grimlock's paint. Oh man, Blackout is Blackout. Blackout um, works. <laughs> but I guess the most the more recent ones have yeah, I've not heard like the most incredible things about Meg Zero Jetfire. Did you ever pick up that Optimus? With like uh, with, the weird with, Dark of the Moon stuff? Yeah, I, uh, it was actually a Christmas gift I got from uh, from my brother off Amazon. Uh, okay, and I, I didn't get to mess with him a ton because he he was it was while I was in Victoria, and then he had to get like shipped back to me uh, after the fact, and then thing that was right before things started to get like what's going on uh, with <laughs> this virus, and so I, I I only messed with him a bit, but he's basically the Voyager figure updated with some of the. Um, so this, because there's another Voyager who is specifically supposed to combine with Jetfire due to some retoolings, and I believe yes. the one with the trailer has those retoolings, and it, it, I haven't actually done the Jetfire thing with him yet, because it, it was a little confusing. The trailer that turns into a wheel is pretty cool, um, nice. but he's pretty, like, the, the, the core of the Voyager Optimus in Studio Series is just, it's a good Voyager, and so you're getting right. a good Voyager with a bunch of stuff. And it's, it's, so in one way it's fine. In another way, it's like Earthrise Prime is like this, but more impressive because I couldn't already get Earthrise Prime's robot right. mode. That makes sense. That uh, makes sense. But, uh, um, yeah, I don't, I don't want to digress though because the one you got to talk about, I'm, I, I like him oh, a yeah. lot. He's, I think, I, I've my been favorite. I'm edging it out, but this is the biggest surprise to me because I, I, I didn't realize that you were super into him, but then I think I went like back through some of your social medias and stuff and like saw you posting some pictures of him when you first got him. Mixmaster is kind of, like, incredible. Like, yeah. he's kind of stupid good. Um, there's a lot of ways you can pose him to make him look like a terrible toy. Like, you can mm. just, like, you can choose to make this toy look bad in how you pose him. Because he has so many joints and he has such a weird, like, thin aesthetic. But once you, like, line up the barrels of the mixing barrel... Um, and you, like, really get him into, like, a squatty... You don't want him to look like he's standing up straight with his arms down. Like, that's, like, just an awful pose for him. But when you get him squatting, and you get him, like, in a shoulder bash, or a... Just, like, he's gonna come at you with his, like, long, long, big arms. Like, he looks great. His transformation is so much fun. Yeah. It's not... It's not difficult. I was expecting it to be, like, a panely mess. There's nothing about it that's frustrating. I've transformed him back and forth along with scrap metal the most out of any of these. Um, the one big critique I would have... The mixing barrel is a little small uh, in vehicle mode, and I kind of wish mm. it did have a Decepticon emblem on it, but I imagine that is so the combined mode looks better and doesn't have, so, like, this weird broken-up Decepticon emblem on it. Sort of, but then they're also having that, like, head clip-on extension part that's coming with Overload, so I don't know... Ooh, yeah. I haven't looked at... I haven't looked into all of the combined Devastator coverage yet, because I'm, like you, even though I've been messing with all of mine in, like, you know, upper third uh, mode, I, I I don't want to see how it all works, because I'm already in for it. Like, I, I just want <laughs> Overload to become attainable, and then I'll find out. But, I, yeah, there's, me, there's a bit me, with Overload that clips into the head mode. To, to me, it's, he has, like, all the joints. Yeah. Like, he doesn't have ankle tilts, but, like, the amount of joints in his legs, I don't feel it matters, because his thigh joint is so good, and he has such a, like range of his knees his arms have like seven joints in them between like different swivels and different hinges mm -hmm. um you can just do so much with him he's really really good um i keep like opening up the back of his robot mode where the uh the front of the truck is to like look at the face i keep getting tempted to turn him into a head but i'm like no i gotta i gotta save it his head mode transformation is so much better than i thought it was gonna be it also uh, just, his head just looks incredible. Like, like aside from the fact that 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 face you looked at has transformation steps to get wider, uh, mm -hmm. 
every everything in his head mode there's stuff that it didn't need to but everything has a small subtle place to clip in so he becomes a solid stick with a face attached to it i uh, think that and then to it, it makes him so much easier to clip onto scavenger's torso mode I think back to Fan Expo last year when people kept asking Canadians to, like, take pictures of Mixmaster, the back of Mixmaster, take pictures. Because, like, (laughs) where's his... And, like, it's kind of funny how, like, you would take pictures of the back and you just wouldn't see the head just because of how it works. Yeah. Because (laughs) it just completely gets covered up. Like, the fact that they're able to completely cover up the head is, like, it blows my mind in robot mode. It, like, it is, like, so smart how they did it. Yeah. And, And the small piece of parts forming has a place to store on the same head mode. Like mm-hmm. it, it's very very well thought out. Um, I'm I'm really uh, into I, it. I, I think kind of like wrapping up my thoughts. Why I'm happy I took the plunge and why I think this is such like exciting set is Combiner Wars. Once you got one of the combiners, you kind of knew how all of them were going to work at that point. And the line was kind of like okay, and their legs do the aerial bot thing, or like okay, they work like one of the cars. Mm. And it was kind of like it was still fun to collect the combiners, but like once you did, like once Wave One was done, you knew how it was going to work. Uh, and then, like, they've done, like, obviously Predaking and Devastator's gift set, so, like, you kind of know how those work. What's exciting about this is, like, you're getting these wildly different-looking figures that work in such completely different ways, and being like, how is this going to come together? And yeah. it's so, like, it feels like a nice surprise. Yeah, and the, for the longest time, the fact that it all hinged on the two leaders meant there was always this underlying feeling of, like, this could just not work. But when right, Scavenger came out... the hardest part. Yeah, yeah, and, and and so then when I when Scavenger comes out, and I'm like, I have to. Like, I make him a torso, attach Mixmaster, attach the two deluxes as an arm, and I mess with just that. I was like, oh, crap, I see how this works now. There's, like, overload could be bunk, but the upper half of this guy works. Like, holy I, crap, they did it. <laughs> I think what, like, also helped me take the plunge and is maybe the most exciting thing is knowing that Scrapper... And Overload kind of have the most exciting designs out of all the Constructicons. Yeah, so you're, like, looking forward to those individuals, too. Because, like, Scrappers, it's always been kind of weird to me that back in Revenge of the Fallen, where, like, Hasbro could not stop themselves from making toys, like, they just made toys of everything in the movies, they never did a Scrapper toy? The two of them... The the two of them got done as Legends in that Legends Devastator set, but that was it. But I was just, I was just, like... No, like, obviously, they did a Devastator that didn't have robot modes, and that was fine at the time, but I'm just kind of like, it was weird to me that they didn't take the chance to do a yellow construction vehicle that turns into a standing-up man. Yeah. And instead, they did, like, the wheel and the pogo stick. Yeah. It was always kind of like, what? what? That's an odd choice, but okay. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I'm kind of glad, because now they're doing a really awesome scrapper figure, by all accounts, and Overlord, like, Overload... They've taken some compromises from the concept art, but I think they've done it for the better, and I think he's actually turning into a really good-looking leader class. I'm super excited to pick him up. Yeah, I'm I'm just excited to mess with the like those two as individuals because especially overloads, just the the way they went for it on him with the forearms, like two of them being kind of little, fine, but mm-hmm. so much going on. Like I I'm I'm really resisting watching how they work cuz I I've, I've enjoyed opening up the rest of them blind up until now. So I it's it's really hard and I'm like I'm even I I went on eBay briefly. I was like, "All right, is anyone doing it?" And there were some scrappers yeah. kicking around, but it was, it was like double retail. So I was like, "All right, I'm don't, not going to bother." Do that. Uh, Don't do that. I, I I've managed to get a scrapper pre-order on Amazon Ka. Mm-hmm. Um so apparently that's late May coming out, question mark. Who knows with how things are going on. But yeah. I'm I'm now fully set to like I 
at this point, don't feel I'll be able to get my Edge discount on any of these because I do not think I will be setting foot into any games for a while. Uh, Understandable. So I'm just kind of like, I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm just going to have to pay retail price on these anyway. I'm just going to get them the easiest way possible because I I also don't want to step foot anywhere right now, honestly. So I'm, I'm hoping to, <laughs> I, I'm hoping those guys come to Amazon quick and I can have a nice big beefy devastator soon. I hope they hit Amazon and are just in stock, as as Studio Series has tended to be for the last little bit, uh, so, so as I can just go hit them up when they show up there. Um, nice. This is part part of my part of my ongoing attempt to stop pre-ordering everything. Um, it uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to beat FOMO out of my body because I've noticed I have a yeah. lot of it. Like fear of missing out purchases are way too common for me. Uh, mm-hmm. So I want to I want to I want to subject myself to it. I want to miss out on things this because is the best I always time to do that. Well, I find them later. I never, I've never missed out on something I couldn't find later, even if it did take like three years sometimes. But yeah, it wouldn't have been three years expensive. if I just paid extra. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I actually, I did order some Transformers this week. I should mention, yes, because there was a Toys R Us uh, sale and they had three Cyberverse Deluxes up. They had Grimlock, Hot Rod, and Optimus, and I, I only have oh. Shockwave, so I grab, I grabbed those three for uh, twenty four bucks each instead of thirty bucks each. Um. They haven't, they're still processing. Also, I just went to check my order. Uh, they've already repurposed the product pages for Grimlock and Hot Rod because according to my order, uh, along with Optimus, I am getting Earthrise Scorponok. Uh, Good! And... <laughs> Twenty three dollar uh, Earthrise Scorponok. That's yeah, pretty good. That's that's where Grimlock's page went. Uh, Hot okay. Rod is apparently now Star Wars: The Child Animatronic Edition, aka Baby Yoda, the Mandalorian oh, toy. That's so good that they have to put aka Baby Yoda because no one says the child. Not only that, that's so good. Not only that, aka Baby Yoda is in double quotes. So Everything good. else is normal. Those are in implied air quotes. I love that so much. I I hope you enjoy your Scorponocket. Oh, you can hey, you know, you can straight up just put that baby Yoda like attached to Scorponok's chest and you can IDW it up. Do you know how hype I'll be if they actually just send me Scorponok and Baby Yoda? Because like I'll find those Cyberverse toys. <laughs> I again. hope you sure. super complain. I hope you're just like, I want a Grimlock though. Yeah. Oh. I'm sending an email. Who cares about Scorponok? Honestly, honestly, if they send me Grimlock, Optimus, and a Baby Yoda, I would still like Hot Rod, but, you know, net profit. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the yeah, animatronic Baby, Baby is Yoda is more than $24. Yeah. Um, um, I got Grimlock. I don't have... Op- Optimus and Hot Rod are, like, the only ones of the Cyber Stuckers that are out that I don't have, but I have Grimlock, if you want me to kind of talk about him a bit. Got him recently. Yeah, I, I know... Uh, I, I, at least I, I kept up with on Twitter when you were talking. I, I, it was a mixture of your Twitter posts and talking about him with Saul, I think. Uh, Saul, Saul is our, our, our fella who runs uh, stuff at Three Kingdoms Games, uh, just for he clarification. He is our FLGS head of store. Yes. Uh, also, um, recently had a child, so congrats, Saul. Yes, if you Mo- actually, Mo- you know what, he is listening him. to the podcast now. He might hear this. Hi, <laughs> Saul. Hi, Saul. Hello. Uh, I think it was him. It was between him and you and Eric. I had had like one and a half conversations about how happy I was. Grimlock comes with his hat, and that was yes. <laughs> that's that all was I really literally remember. What I was going to say is it's good that he comes with the crown and not a faceplate because every ever Grimlock in this line for some reason they're like faceplate though. Yeah. Uh, and he never wears it in the show. I don't think in any scene. Uh, maybe, he, like maybe one action scene. He it it very quietly pops onto him in battle scenes more often than you might think, but not in a way that warrants being on every single figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'll just kind of briefly talk about some of my Cyberverse acquisitions: being uh, Clobber with the Energon armor, 
And then a couple of deluxes, Bumblebee, Megatron, and Grimlock, because I can kind of just breeze through them. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of like Clobber as a $30 price point figure in Canada, more than mm-hmm. the Cyberverse deluxes. And I'll kind of explain why. I feel, because she's simpler and she has less joints, a lot less QC issues happen with her. Uh, mm. And she just becomes, like, a... One, she's bigger, because she's simpler. So she's much taller, she's much beefier. So, like, you don't have those, like, weird ball joints. Um, and she she just manages to, like, be that character model I feel so much better. Uh, well, the Cyberverse Luxes, I still do like them quite a bit. And it's nice to have a Bumblebee that, like, he really looks like from the... He really looks like he's from the show. Uh, Grimlock and Megatron, same thing. But I think they're compromised by being, like, more kid-oriented, but still complicated. But still, like, pretty small. Where, like, a lot of QC issues with uh, the hips and, um, like, thigh swivels and, like, legs popping up. They're, they're good. They're good figures for sure. But I just wish, having gotten Clobber, that every gimmick toy could be her quality. Because it yeah. doesn't matter if she's a gimmick toy. She's still really, really good. And it's unfortunate that you look at that hot rod from the same, um, like, it's, his, it's her wave mate. And you're like, he looks like a gimmick toy hot rod. He doesn't look like a good gimmick toy. He looks like a gimmick toy. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the final waves of Cyberverse are going to be real interesting to go through between a couple new warrior toys, a bunch of deluxes that are the only time we'll ever get those characters, and <laughs> I'm happy Clobber, and I'm just going to assume Rack and Ruin have ended up on the upper end of that curve. Yeah. Because uh, messing with your Clobber, I was like, oh, this toy is great. I, like, I'm, I'm looking forward yeah. to finding this one. Um, she has every I, I, I like the transformation. I like the alt mode. I know a lot of people have been dunking on her alt mode, and I'm like... I I I think this falls in that thing where Cybertronian quote unquote modes that follow mm-hmm. a certain design ethos completely work for me. Yeah, uh, and hers does. I have applied a repro label to my clobber, and that is all I will say. Mm-hmm. But I have applied a repro label. No. Uh, and if you uh, oh, right, watch yeah. all season three, you will know what I'm talking about. Yep. Uh, I, I'm also going to say uh, season three is is officially quote unquote airing now. Um, mm-hmm. So please do check it out if you have access to the, that YouTube channel, if I recall correctly. Uh, what a weird state of affairs. It's a great show, though. It is one of the, it is a very good show that not enough people are watching. Uh, I, it's, it's not the best I, Transformers, but it is, it is, I think, better than G1 in a lot of all respects. All I'll say about upcoming, well, one, I completely agree with you. It is, like, the perfect kind of G1 update show. Um, but yeah. all I will say about Cyberverse, like, upcoming toys, because we don't have them, it's hard to talk about them, is... I would give anything to make Hammerbite be put in the slot of the dinky little Legends toy and give Dead End the slot of very good warrior toy that Hammerbite has gotten. But I, hey, I like Hammerbite just fine. Uh, but Dead End in Cyberverse is like a standout character to me who I wish was getting uh, way more than he's getting in the toy line, unfortunately. I- I agree, and I want to add the point. I hate that this is another Transformers series where we're having this conversation of mm-hmm. all these characters I love. Which which one do I? Whose Achilles tendon do I slice so the other one can get a good figure? Like Assum- so assuming annoying. they get a figure at all. Assuming they get a- it, this one seems a lot better than um uh, the like RID, which like a yeah, lot of characters yeah. straight up not get toys at all. True. Um, Admittedly, there's still characters like Chromia and Perceptor where I'm like, they probably really should have gotten at least something Chromia and Perceptor, but... Um, yeah, 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 or, uh, I mean, there's... Even in the context of this, there's so many weird conversations to have that are frustrating, like the the deluxe the deluxe line just being the two waves, making every single character inclusion, like, 
even if I like them. It's like there are conversations about them where it's like, oh no, I like that Grimlock, but I wish he was this. I like that RC, but she should have been Windblade. Uh, Thunderhowl yeah. ended up having a good episode, but should have been this. And I'm like, that's all correct, but the, these toys should also exist. <laughs> like, yes, imagine if both. there was one more build a figure, like another set of eight. Yes. Oh God. Just one more Build-A-Figure, Windblade and Slipstream, and then yeah. redo the Slipstream outside of the Build-A-Figure wave as a pack of all the Seekers, and we're good. Like, mm-hmm. let's just do it. Uh, we'll I'd be de- hey, let's put, just do put it. Dead End in there, I'd be happy. Now I'm scrolling through ToysRUs.ca looking to see if there's any more hidden Cyberverse Deluxes with the wrong names, but I can't Thunder find Howl, any. Thunderhowl and RC are just somehow on the site. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, otherwise, I haven't gotten any new Transformer stuff myself. Um, there's just yeah. been no yeah. I, I, I've gotten for like it. wave one of Earthrise, but you guys talked about it pretty in depth in the last episode, and I don't feel other than hey, Earthrise has been pretty good so far. Yeah, uh, hey, Optimus's trailer is kind of too small, and like should have had one other thing to make it like cool. Um, like it's kind of all that there is to say. Yeah, Optimus's trailer is going to be the thing where it's like I, uh, I'm no one's ever going to agree with me fully because it's like there's folks who are just like, yeah, he's a complete ripoff. I'm like, no, he's not. But like, there's also folks who are really satisfied with the trailer, and I'm like, that's great. I, I think that the trailer still is completely dissatisfying. If you're satisfied with it, that's awesome. Uh, there's stuff about it that's that's great. It's just it's it's easily the weakest part of this entire package to me. Uh, yeah, and I'm to, to super- me it was like. It was trying to put Siege Sideswipe in it, and then being like, oh, it's it's too small for a deluxe car. Yeah. And and I'm also just really, across all the price points, I am kind of, I'm just so tired of accommodating a box that fulfills the function of part of the back of the silhouette of the truck mode that most people don't even engage with. Mm-hmm. Uh like I, I don't mind it, but I'm like I, I'll take papercraft if it makes the toy forty bucks less expensive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I'd like I'd li- I'd like the trailer to be the bo- the add on option when I'm you know in a place of opulence where I'm like I'll purchase that box <laughs> instead of just like you know it, it's yeah. just stuck in there f- hovering behind Optimus yeah. in the package like I'm oh. here. Or do an amazing trailer that comes with everything and make it a convention exclusive thing and then release the main figure somewhere else in the line. Like, obviously, he... Uh, okay, we're talking about Earthrise Optimus, I guess. Uh, obviously, he is yeah. not, like, just a standard Voyager. He definitely, like, he has articulated hands. He has a fully yeah. painted Matrix chamber. He has a Matrix of Leadership that comes out. That is not something you can do at a Voyager price point. But that and- trailer really doesn't help justify the leader price point as much as something like Shockwave's extra add-ons and... Ultra Magnus is dead. That's that's where I end up like well, I end up never having many allies because people like like my complaint about Optimus always ends up swinging into a conversation about Shockwave and I'm like no Shockwave is great Shockwave see Shockwave yeah. is, is a perfect leader oh, toy awesome. and no one agrees with yep. me. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I am the uh, one who agrees with you. That's right. That's why. That's why in Toronto we know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, oh, I had somewhere to go with an off topic. What we got that was really sardonic and somewhat dark, and I can't remember what it was now. Uh, okay. It, it was it was some kind of food I bought. I, I hope, I'm, I'm I hope gonna you didn't get what eventually. I think you got. If you're talking about it being dark. Oh no no no! I'm uh, I am still symptomless as far as I can okay, tell. Okay, uh, that I would do... be pretty dark. No, I I wouldn't. No, I don't. Yeah, I I don't think I would end up framing that as a what we got this week unless like. Well, you know what? No, I'm pretty sure I would actually. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's probably how I would deal with with all of the uh, the terror. Um, 
but no, I've I've so far been keeping safe. Uh, nice. And and I if I've had symptoms, they've been light enough that I'm like like I've thought I've had it at least four times in the last three weeks, but mm-hmm. within an hour realized that I was completely overreacting. Um, yeah, that's like been one kind time, of the mood. Well, one time I, I I was dizzy in the morning. I was like, oh god, and I was like, wait, I slept two hours. That's why I'm dizzy. <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, do you, have, you, have you jotted your memory? No, uh, what I got this week was. I got some rolling insomnia. Uh, oh, that's uh, no fun. I, I've been I've been fixing it. I've been fixing it. Um, okay. Oh, okay. I remember what I, I, I was so excited to talk about some dumb thing, and now it's completely slipped my mind. Oh, uh, there was one other on-topic thing which we're going to discover someday. But many years ago, what it feels like, I ordered the unique toys version of Last Night Megatron, uh, and that was I think oh. in twenty. 20- in 2019, I ordered that, and then it shipped in February, and then disappeared, and then in late March, it apparently, no, no, in early April, last week, it showed up in, uh, in, in the province, in the, near the city, at a customs agency, the tracking updated, and it has been like that ever since, for about a week now. Um, I expect because it is a mysterious... Well, it's a weird package from China that shipped on a boat, so I suspect yeah. it's in some kind of, like, eight-week-long quarantine. Um, okay. Oh, along with our overworked postal like, not just postal agency, all the delivery agencies in, in, in uh, at least in Toronto, are working triple time right now, and also all trying yeah, to not, to you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, tip, tip your drivers, please, if you can. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, just, be, just be nice to anyone that you see who's working. Just be nice. Please. Mm-hmm. Be extra nice. However nice you're being, just be a bit extra nice if you see someone who still has to work during this. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm mad, but I've had moments sometimes okay. where I'm going out to get do grocery shopping. And uh, for instance, I went to shoppers to check on some supplies, see if they had cleaning stuff, which usually they don't. Um and uh, I got some got some personal uh cleaning stuff. I got some I needed some shampoo and things. Uh especially okay. now that I have more hair than I thought I would. Um, and that's becoming a problem for me as well. Well, I was lining up for to pay, and this lady uh, moved past the line, and then she, you know, she volunteered to say, oh, "I'm not buying anything." And I was like, "That's fine." I wish she didn't say the second part. She was like, "I was just here to see if there were any magazines," and I was sitting there going, "Like, <gasps> did you you went out into the danger of <laughs> of a fairly crowded street still in Toronto, Ontario, and to, to look for magazines, something that that most people can do better on the oh. internet." <laughs> and I didn't say anything. That's so depressing. Uh, and you know what? It's fine. That's how some people got to deal how they got to deal. I just wish she hadn't said it because I'm like, there's people in this line who are buying like supplies they desperately need. <laughs> and you're like, I just wanted to see if there are any new magazine paper magazines. There That's weren't. That's real any. sad. <laughs> I'm going home now. It's like, all right, it's fine. That's uh, oof. I said it was one of those moments. Oof. It was that and fella. The fellow who had the, the mask on a couple weeks ago in the butcher shop, who just let the coughs come out, no hands in front of his face. They were wet. They were gargly. He was probably fine. He was probably just being gross. Uh, and I was like, I get it that you have a mask on, but that doesn't mean you just start letting it. I can still hear it. I can still hear all the mucus flaying everywhere. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I'll, if uh, I can call out someone that was bad during this whole thing, right before my store closed, I work retail. Uh, we were doing no cash while we were still open, and a gentleman came in wanting to pay cash, of course. Mm-hmm. And we said, unfortunately, no, we can't take your cash, uh, but feel free to play with uh, any number of different card options. Uh, 
And he went and he go got he went and got his card and he looked at me in the eye and he said, "Oh, what? The cash has the virus, but my card doesn't." And I looked at him and I said, "Sir, I don't have to touch your cat. I don't have to touch your card. I would have to touch your cash." And he was kind of like grumpy at that, but I was just like, "Please." Do not aggro me right now during this while we are still open. And luckily we closed like a day later. That was nice. Yeah. Also, like, at what point is he going to go like, no, I want you to touch my card. It's like, come on. I was, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Oh, actually, I can't tap. And I don't want to insert it. Insert it for me is what I was like waiting for. Mm. But luckily he just left. Okay, that's good. Uh, uh, I've actually, I would not uh, want to well, be a grocery I'm- store worker right now. I don't want to keep going on the on the anecdotes of of the dark timeline, but that there was fair. also a moment. Uh, <laughs> there, there were a lot a lot of moments where tap is is just failing at a couple of stores around here, like in ways I completely am anticipating because a lot mm-hmm. of those point of sales machines are not great. Uh, tap is the first thing that goes uh, if they start yes. going on the fritz. And uh, at, at shoppers, same day at shoppers, I went to tap and did the beep beep, and I was like ah. Uh, and I, I knew it. I was like, I'm going to try it one more time. I'll insert. But the, the wonderful woman behind the cash, she was so apologetic that she was like, all oh, the tapas is freaking out. I'm really sorry. You might have to insert. I'm like, no, it's cool. I'm, I'm already prepared for this. I almost said, like, currently I, I'm treating my hands as utensils that I'm going to be, like, disinfecting when I get home. I didn't go that far, but that is kind of how I've been <laughs> operating, just for my own sanity. Mm-hmm. Uh because I'm like, I still use my key ring to tap, to punch the numbers in on the tap, because I'm not going to be super right. crazy. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I don't want to, I don't want to drag it out, but I, I will say listeners, just once again, I really hope you're all taking care of yourselves, avoiding risks, and, uh, most of all, keep reaching out to people. And if you're starting to feel crazy, like, just send, go on Twitter and start poking folks, uh, and just even idly, just go like, hey, I had a question about a thing. It doesn't have to be a question you actually had, had, but, make contact with people. It's very easy. Speaking to someone who's in a one bedroom, somewhat small apartment, uh, it's real easy to start losing your mind in a lot of different ways. <laughs> when yeah. even if you were, even if you were a bit of a hermit, <clears throat> as I tend to be a lot of the time, when you lose the option to be social, uh, it has quite an impact, you know, and in, in ways I absolutely was taken aback by in week two of this, when I was real gung ho and feeling, uh, confident and strong in week one, uh, week two was, uh, rude awakening. Uh, so stay in contact with people. If you got them, don't take risks to make that contact, but like use all the contactless forms of contact, quote unquote, that we have nowadays. This is one of the greatest. Okay. This this sounds really weird, but I think it's true. If, if this sort of situation was going to happen right now, we have the technology to lessen its impact more than I think any other generation did. And I'm glad that a lot of people are making use of all that. Like the, the fact (laughs) that zoom, has picked up to the point where it's just it's it's been hammered with bugs it didn't know it had because its user base went from like several ten thousand to like several hundred thousand like in a week uh yeah takes this opportunity to message that person you haven't messaged in a while and just like Start a conversation. Just like reach out to people. Yeah, I send that Twitter DM you've been afraid to send. I texted my buddy Ian uh, upstairs from me because I realized it had been two <laughs> weeks since I talked to him, and we're in the same building. And so I was just like, "Hey, what's up? <laughs> Things going okay. okay? Things are going okay. Good, good. Yeah, he's 
He's doing okay. I put out because I, I never put out the offer, and I, and I realized you might not have seen it. But I was telling him, like, especially since we're in the same building, I'm like, if you guys end up having to lock in, like, let me know, and I'll bring stuff to your door because I already am in here. And that's the thing that I would say if you feel confident to do it, and, and it's not taking risks, that is a great way to make friends of yours feel better who might not be feeling great is letting them know that yeah. they have support even if it's not face to face. Hundred percent. Has this convo jotted your memory of your what? We got off topic. So I remembered the other thing I was going to do, and this is this is now uh, an hour and a half late, but I was going to okay. do a segue where I was going to be like, I'm going to bring, I brought up uh, Grimlockimus' custom. I wanted to selfishly plug some art with full bias, and I was going to say, uh, hey, Ryan Hoopla, you should plug some Whoa. art with full bias, because uh, you, got an, you got an Etsy link you could be plugging right now. I did. I was considering doing this, but I was like, oh, I hate like self-promoting, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I'm not promoting. I'm promoting my girlfriend. Um, She has an Etsy shop up where she's been doing. This is on topic. uh, Damage counters for the Transformers trading card game. I'm gonna like. I'm making them hit my desk so you know they're real. Um, Ah. She has two designs up. She has a Rodimus stars like from the IDW comic, and then a kind of like Seeker wing design um, that are like Starscream, Thundercracker, and Skywarp themed. Uh, which sold out in two days, which was very cool and a good morale boost for her. Yeah, when I saw um, that, I was there, so happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've um, posted them in like the Facebook group for the Transformers DCG, um, on my Twitter, at a load of Hoopla. Uh, Hoopla spelt wrong, H-U-P-L-A, unfortunately. Uh, um, there's an Etsy link to her there. Her actual Etsy is Bozy Bazaar, B-O-S-I-E-B-A-Z. A-A-R is how you spell bizarre. However you spell bizarre. And if you're a common Rider fan, she also has a bunch of charms up uh, based on various common Riders, acrylic charms, um, like common Rider Skull. A uh, bunch of Zero One characters, a really cute Izu one just went up. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you like common Rider or Transformers, there's going to be a bunch of stuff up there um, once also this current period of the world kind of picks up a bit more and the manufacturer uh, is able to safely... Um, like start running again we're gonna have some more product up there soon as well uh more damage counters as well awesome yeah uh i I was i mean i was gonna plug it if you weren't on the show so i figured like you're on here let's let's get the the plugs flowing let's get Uh, the plugs i'll post in the thread is what i'll do hell yeah Uh, i'm i'm cool with that uh that's on that's part of the it's part of the topic list it's not Uh, assuming uh, that's assuming that's allowed to post in the thread i actually don't know i think there is something about self-promotion however it is on topic so oh because we talked about the podcast you're right yeah it's it's part of the topic list it's what we're talking about so it's it should Mm -hmm. be in there and hey maybe i I forgot to put in the topic list i didn't make them it's not self-promotion i didn't make them exactly she made them you did not make them uh You know what? Another thing I got this week is going into the off-topic. Another thing I got this week, okay. I got some sick uh, Cyber Six fan art. Oh, uh, a dab in Cyber Six? Yes, a dabbing Cyber Six in slot six of one of those dude six fan arts thing. Because um, yo, that was cool. That uh, that that was another thing that was making me remember how lucky we are to have to, the technology we have right now. That like. More folks I've been finding are just jumping on Twitch and other streaming services and just going like, I'm going to stream a thing. I did a painting stream that ended up being like six hours long. And uh, it was very I nice. I saw the archive of that and was like, what happened? It's just, just people were there. Like, it was really, really nice. nice. This is having some form of digital contact. And I've, I've been on Zoom with my family off and on, too. Um, but... Uh, 
I'm hoping I can get some more Zoom calls going with friends of mine over in BC. We had one, and it was really fun. And then it became it became the thing that always happens. We're like, we should do this again. And then two weeks have gone by. Uh, yeah. But a friend of mine over in BC right now is has like has quote unquote scheduled to do something at least sitting in a Google Hangout all of Sunday. And I'm like, no, do it. I will be there. Um, but uh, yeah, I I no longer remember the clever uh, what we got off topic thing that I was thinking about about two hours ago. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm sure it was either like what I've been doing. I've been I've been looking at a lot of board game stuff of late, and now I've been Ooh. spending way too much time looking at solo board games. Uh, and so like between that and mini painting, like something that's been keeping me going right now has just been like a completely different set of hobbies that I, I've been wanting to have as normal hobbies for a while. Uh. But yeah, I've been eyeballing so much board game stuff, it's ridiculous. Uh, and I also don't have a table right now that is usable. So that's, that's not, it's all not very conducive, um, to pulling things off that are, that are good. But the one other thing, I did get something in the mail that shipped with Sal before Sal stopped existing. Um, okay. And it was an auto ship off HLJ. So I haven't built it yet. Oh, I remember what it was now. I remember the other thing, the clever okay. thing. But this <laughs> relates to it. Uh, I haven't even opened the boxes yet. I just looked and see what the, how many boxes there were. But I got Super Mini Plod Genesis Gaugaigar. Uh, and I have not gotten any of the Mini Plod Gaugaigar stuff yet. So I guess I'm just starting with the big one. Um, That's the old so- animal Gaugaigar? Yeah, it's the one from Final. There's a version of the version of me from the year 2004 for whom that was one of the most moving and emotional experiences I'd ever seen. Was that Gatai okay. sequence? Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm excited to put the model together. But I did finally put together my Super Mini Plot that I bought at Fan Expo uh, last year. Okay. Um, the uh, Mega Ranger Mecha, uh, Galaxy Mega and Delta Mega, the in space Power Rangers Megazords. Um. And the one thing I did with them oh, yes. is I took all the gray yes. sprues and I, I spray painted them gunmetal. Uh, and also a huge gust of wind then blasted me in the face with gunmetal enamel, which was not very nice. Uh, nothing got in my eyes as far as I can tell, but that was an experience. Um, I also had some on my, I think I had flex all over my glasses, but luckily I am laden with, unrelated to the pandemic, I happened to have three bottles of 99% isopropyl alcohol. So it was easy to clean it off my glasses. Um, well, there you go. But uh, no, I built I built those two super those two super mini pla. They are slightly modified in that they have that layer of metallic paint, and some of the joints I actually had to re-sand to make the things not be too tight because there was that layer of enamel. But they're very good. They're uh, and and like TJ is the one who sold me on them years ago. Now, uh, maybe a year and a half ago, when he told me that the the blue one, you know, the Astro Mega Ship, just transforms. Yeah. It doesn't do oh, any no of the forming? stuff that kept me away from Super Mini Plot. Stuff that I, I will always clarify. There's nothing wrong with Super Mini Plot doing very calculated parts forming. It's just specifically not really what I was looking for out of a lot of those. Gagagar and uh, the original Megazord, especially. But uh, the, this thing's a joy. Del- the Delta, um, you know, does a little bit of parts forming instead of a leg extension to transform, but also turns into armor really well. The combined form is awesome. Uh,. And uh, as far as I understand, a lot of the Sentai Minipla from that one onwards has been a lot more self-contained. Stuff like Sun Vulcan, Jetman, and etc. So I'm I'm looking forward to tracking down some of those off Mandarake. Uh, like, because some of them I think just are not out over here. Uh, some of the ones that mm-hmm. did not have Power Rangers series to go with them. But um, I'm I'm looking forward to to following up. I'm still going to be a little persnickety about it. I'm going to still check reviews to see which ones have parts forming that's unavoidable and consider whether or not I want to interact with that. Um, 
And, and uh, you know, for the third time, all the parts forming I've seen has been very clever and in line with what mini plot already does. Uh, it's just, I'm, I'm so much more into these self-contained transformations, especially for Sentai stuff. Right. And, and I'll say, yes, obviously five things coming together into one robot is inherently parts forming, but that's not what I'm talking about. And it's very, very particular personal taste stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I have Super Mini Plot Genesic to build, and I've had Super Mini Plot Gridman for, like, a year as well that I still haven't built, so I'm going to do that one uh, sometime soon. Um, hey, now's the time to be building things in your house. It's a good time to, like, have a Mini Plot backlog, as it turns out. Yeah, that and a Mini Painting back- backlog, it's all been very, uh, very helpful. Um, and, uh, and uh, the thing about it I'm trying to maintain, though, is, like, holding on to the energies you get from doing those activities and remembering to do mm-hmm. them after this is all done. Cause I, I want to just paint miniatures as a hobby. Cause I like doing it. And I hate that it took a pandemic to get me to sit down and start doing it. You know, it, it wasn't even, I don't know how to put this. It's not that I'm not going to say it wasn't hard. It is a lot of work and I'm not like doing ACE paint jobs, but I'm really happy with my paint jobs. But the process of just sitting down and starting to put paint on a model, I found so unreasonably daunting for way too long. Uh, and so I'm, I'm hoping I can hold on to that energy a bit. I also still want to get I, back to filming more things too, but it's just, I'm so obsessed with cleaning my living room and it's so much harder to do it right now. Uh, and for no explicable reason other than general anxiety, but I'm going to do it. And when I do, Oh boy, you just got to do be it. Sweet. You just got to do it. Yeah. Um, I, I really like kind of what you said about energies of like good habits you're taking away from like what's going on now and like continuing them to the point where like I want to speak directly to the listener. That's right. You with your headphones on. You've always wanted to start that D&D campaign listener. You've always wanted to get that group of friends together and do it. And you, I want you to whatever microphone setup you have. I want you to plug it in. I want you to post on social media. I want you to go on to a forum if you need to. Go on to Reddit and say, hey guys, who wants to do tabletop RPGing over Discord in our current like our current climate because we can't get out. And I want you to finally start that campaign. And I want you to, if you never wanted to start tabletop RPGing, but most of you did probably, I want you to, whatever <laughs> that thing you've been waiting to do, to do, I want you just to start doing it. Like as long as it's like something that like obviously you can do in your house and is safe. Mm-hmm. Just like learn to cook, learn to bake, do what you got to do, and then keep doing it once this is over. Because like, hey, now's a good time to pick up a new hobby. The cooking thing is so like, especially now. I'm like, we and I and I understand where it's coming from. And I I went Mm -hmm. on about this for a while, like two episodes ago. But like, y'all can do something. I know you can. And uh, it's also now really important to know how to do it because. It's it's how you'll feel better while you're indoors, like being able to take, say, a whole bunch of non-perishables or to order in groceries yep. and make nice things with them that last. Like, it's so much yep. more important now because it's it's um, how do you put this? I'm not this isn't the right word. It's not unfair, but it is a lot to get someone to deliver you one meal right now as opposed to yes. groceries. Uh and you should support restaurants that are doing that stuff if they're good local restaurants. Support people still. But also bear in mind, if you're just like, I'll just keep ordering in pizzas and Chinese food and stuff. Like, that's great. Support those places. But also, that's really risky for the driver who's bringing that stuff to you for something that they're going to be doing so many times over and over again. And it's risky for you in that, like, even if it's contactless, it's just those minor interactions. Groceries means that you can eat varied 
and usually pretty delicious and and filling yeah. and uh, and multiple food group stuff. In my case, for stretches of ten days at a time without dipping into all my non perishables, and like it's it's, super, it's worth it's it. Super, it's super easy to just literally every new dish I've tried to make, I just Google the dish I wanted and pick the first recipe that I see. Yeah, and it's always just like actually like this was so simple and easy and like still delicious. Uh, be it baking or cooking, like it's never been a better time to like get a carton of like forty eight eggs and get your flour and get your sugar. Um, and then, like, that's for baking, and then just get, like, some ground beef to freeze, or just what, what or, like, or a bunch of veggies, or just something, mm-hmm. uh, and just, like, really just start, like, doing that big grocery haul, and bringing it home, and then just, like, going going to town. Just, and do, just do your research beforehand of what you want, what you want to cook, and also how to of course, yeah. safely, how to safely keep all that stuff in your fridge, freezer, and etc. in a way where it'll last the longest. That's what, anything that I, I'm talking about is because I googled it. How I'm able to make asparagus mm-hmm. last in my fridge for a week, because I googled it. Um, how I know how long I can freeze my soups for, and etc. And and I'll also say, if you if you have, like, there's lots of reasons why some cooking is just not doable for a lot of folks. There Some, some cooking is physically intensive in some ways. But like, oh, if course. you can get a, if you get a big ass pot, right? Uh, some soup stock, some meat, and some vegetables. Just put them all in there. Fry them a little bit in there. But just put them all in there with a whole bunch of soup stock, and just have it go on a low to mid heat for like hours. And just check in on it now and then. Take a little spoonful. You're the only one eating it, so take a little spoonful now and then. Just tweak the taste as you go. Uh, a giant ass soup of just a bunch of fresh meat and vegetables with some soup stock um, that can last you for like. Half a week to a whole week, depending on how much you make, how much you eat. And you can just keep topping it up, adding stuff to it, tweaking it, put it in the fridge or the freezer, put it back in the pot when you want to get going on it again. And most of the cooking is just, it's sitting there. And and it's, it's, it's a way of doing that style of cooking where you don't have to buy a crock pot because you can do soup in just a pot. You know, you don't need oh, yeah, a pressure cooker. You don't need a, a crock pot or any of the fancy things. Those are nice to have, too. But this way you don't have to invest in like specified or specific hardware and you can still just get food going and it's really satisfying. Uh, so I, I went on the rant again, but I, I, I'm I'm very big on, on folks figuring out how to do like self-cooking because it's also just it's more satisfying. It's usually cheaper. It's usually safer to a degree because you know what's in there. Uh like, I made a meat sauce the other week, which just ground beef, onions, garlic, and some peeled tomatoes out of a can. Um, and it's the first meat sauce I've made in a while where I didn't need to take antacids to go with it. Because I guess the way that I made the meat sauce, it still tasted good, was way less acidic than you, most of the pre-made sauces I would get to go with, even pre-made tomato sauces. Uh, yeah. I just put in peeled tomatoes with a bit of salt and sugar, and it was fine. And it, it didn't give me stomach nice. aches or weird heartburn. Um. And I can go on this tangent for a while, so I'm going to stop myself. Uh, anything else off topic you want to hit up while we're here? Um, I'll mention one thing real quickly. I got um, a Dragon Ball SH figure art for my birthday. Uh, it's Jiren the Gray. Happy birthday! Um, thank you. That was only a month ago, and it definitely feels like longer than that. Oh, <laughs> um, God, a month ago. It definitely feels like a year and a half ago at this point. Like, it's 2023 already. I should be older. Um, but yeah, I got Jiren from Dragon Ball Super. He is not the most interesting character, but he's a very fun figure art. The Dragon Ball figure arts have come a long way from being pretty bad, honestly, in the first couple. Uh, now they're all really good. Um, it's a good figure. I don't know. It has heads. It has hands. Uh, poses well. It's a good line. Dragon Ball is cool. That's all I, got. That's all I really got to say. It's a good figure. Yeah. 
Uh, and it's it's something that North America gets over Japan now. Like they have to do web exclusives for those. We just get them. Oh, that's the whole that's the whole thing. Uh, the fact that there is a American only exclusive figure that is kind of like, and not just at like a San Diego at like a the American premium Bandai store. Yeah, where it's like if you are Japanese, I or Canadian, unfortunately, you um are kind of SOL. Um, yeah, other than resellers, but I guess it's been that way for Americans for a while. So it's about time. Mm-hmm. That it gets yeah. reversed? <laughs> Question mark? No, it, well, I would say it's about time, except Canadians are left out in the cold. So now it's not yet. Yeah. It's not yet about time. Uh, it's when we get the Canadian exclusive that the Americans can't get. Then, then it's about time. Mm-hmm. Can- Canadian uh, Goku. It's right. Uh, Go- Goku. Uh, it's got an E with the apostrophe. Anyway, um, I, I, one other thing I'll throw out is there is, is this was a this is a gift I got from one Ken Noise Maze, but he got me in on the, that Ooh. early access Satisfactory on Epic Game Store. Uh, okay. Satisfactory is. Are you satisfied? I am extremely satisfied and horrifically addicted. I am playing that game in eight hour long stretches, multiple days in a row now. Uh, okay, it's 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 a very good game. Uh, Satisfactory is excellent. I'm I'm really into it. It's still early access. I've never heard of this game before. What is this game? Oh boy, I heard about this first from one Vincent Caravella of a site called GiantBomb.com, um, and. Satisfactory is a game where you land on a planet, you work for a, co- a corporation, it's very tongue-in-cheek, but it's one of those games where you build stuff and it's a first-person game. Uh, okay. So what you're doing is you're you're building um, production lines, basically, and you're trying to mine for ores, turn them, smelt them into ingots, and then convert, assemble those ingots into other things. But in this game, you can create uh, fabrication machines, conveyor belts, and etc. to automate a lot of that stuff. But like, it's very granular. So, like, you can make these conveyor belts. I have basically conveyor belt spaghetti sprayed across the landscape of where I landed. Uh, okay. And I have, like, four, 14 different things in automated fabrication right now. And I'm just about to turn on coal power, uh, which is the first automated power you can get. Because your power is all, like, you get leaves and wood and you convert them into biomass and just throw them into burners. And you have to keep refilling those. Coal is the one where you can have that automated. The mining machines feed it straight into a power source, like a coal generator. And you have, like, a water extraction system that feeds water into the coal generator. But it's, like... It's also a first person build whatever you want game. And like there's there's platforms you can build. So there's also basically Minecraft Fortnite aspects to it. So like for instance, I don't want to deal with the wildlife because there's quite a distance between my base camp and where the coal is. And there's some scary okay. wildlife. So I just I went through th- millions of pounds of concrete building a giant sky path over top of the entire forest mountain area I'm in so I can skip the wildlife and just walk over there because uh, the wildlife there's like these armored armadillo rhinos that headbutt you and there's these lizards that spit fire and at night or in caves there are giant terrifying spiders uh, and a lot of them kill you really really hard and really fast and it's, I'm still not at the point yet where I have many good ways to defend myself so it's very scary because if you die all your stuff is in a crate so there's a Dark Souls aspect too if you die all your stuff's in a crate out where you died oh, you do, and sometimes you do the corpse run yeah you have to corpse run all your stuff's in there including all your weapons and you have to fabricate new ones if you want to have anything to defend yourself and then sometimes the things that killed you are camping on your crate and boy uh anyway i like satisfactory coming back i like satisfactory a lot uh, i think it's worth your time ryan a load of hoopla thank you for joining me for this recording thank you chris evangelist ho uh it was a good time it was uh, also it was able fun. to f- it's able to realize and continue my dream of the rotating odd number chair 
Uh, and also, it was a great way to get podcasting going again. Because I, I will say, I absolutely did not intend to take any kind of hiatus. I literally didn't notice the weeks going by. Uh, hey, and then time was, is completely fake. It is. A lot of things, it turns out, are, are very um, structured and not constructed. Real. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but this was fun. But, I, I enjoyed having a podcast where it wasn't just about Popeyes. But if you know, if you ever need me back on for this or any Popeyes-related discussion, um, I'm my, my mic is always on. Hell yes. Well, you know, once once we can get out there to a Popeyes again, uh, we got to talk to some people about how Popeyes in Canada has always had sandwiches, and that we I don't understand. I, I don't know what the Americans are talking about. Yeah, just come to the, when they were running out of the sandwich. It was like, all right, just come over here. We, we have, have sandwiches. Guys. We have three we have sandwiches. Three, we have three sandwiches. <laughs> Granted, one of them isn't chicken. One of them is is fish. Okay. But we have two different. That's fine. People said the Popeye sandwich. I'm like, which one? The the Creole or the crispy? Like I. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, stay thank tuned you, for more listeners. podcasting. There there will be more podcasting. Uh, we're also all floating around on Twitter. Um, if I'm unresponsive, it's mostly just because I'm having some kind of existential crisis and that's no, nobody's fault. Uh, so if I don't reply, just poke me again. But, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to try to do some more live streaming during all this as well. As far as podcasting, I'm just going to keep going with the normal podcast. I don't want to start coming up with grandiose, huge, uh, elaborate podcasting plans outside of the norm, because I think that's a great way to get paralysis, uh, as far as decision making. So I'm just going to flow, but, uh, I am out there on Twitter and on on uh, on all the the various YouTube and Instagram things. Uh, we'll be talking to Aaron and TJ again uh, in the next episode, hopefully. And uh, until then, thank you all for listening. We'll catch you later. Stay safe, stay risk free, and uh, tip your drivers. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators that are here to stay.